You're like um, that episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, like when they turn inside out and they're like, just like. What are you doing to me today? Why? Why are you being so mean? <laughs> everything that you say is so mean. I don't understand why. <sighs> Hi, Casey. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Tired. 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 I woke up too early today. I mean, I was a little excited because I was going to work to... We haven't started shooting. We start shooting next week, but I have a new makeup artist this year. And so I had to go do just like a makeup test. Let's just get it out of the way before we are there on the first day. Bang it out. Let's bang it out. Just see how it all goes, which is great. And I liked her a lot. Nikki, we're going to do it. <laughs> Just going to nail it. Um, but Casey, so two nights ago. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever dermaplaned your face or had your face dermaplaned? Oh, the like where they like shave your peach fuzz off and it gets yeah. off like the top layer of skin. Yeah. I've basically, not done guys, that. Yeah. Okay. I've not done that. Casey basically explained it, but it's like you could get it done at a esthetician or like yeah. a dermatologist office. They take like a straight razor and they hold your skin really tight and then they like scrape it. Yeah. And it's supposed to like reveal the skin underneath and dee dee bit bit ba da la la whatever. Yeah. Um, it also just shaves your face. Like it is just yes. shaving your face. Yeah. And the tr- the thing is, I do know this because I have peach fuzz and I uh-huh. have like been on shows before where I've like, <laughs> like an extreme close up and they're like, let's just take down the peach fuzz so we don't see it. It's not the kind of thing that old adage, adage, whatever, Wives of tale. like, the old wives tale of like, if you shave the peach fuzz, it'll come back like stubble. That's just yeah. not true. That's not, that is, it, it can't not alter true, your hair follicles. It doesn't alter shaving. your hair follicles. Um, but I don't think I've ever done dermaplaning. Dermaplaning. Okay. That's not how you, <laughs> <laughs> dermaplaning. But, um, but I was sent, sorry guys, I just had to have a bite of yogurt. It's actually dairy free. It's coconut cultured coconut. Have you tried that? I have had that. Yes. I like it. I like it too. It's very smooth. It's like tart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, uh, you know, we've we've discussed it before. No, we've discussed it before. I get sent shit, you know? Yes. Yes. Because of this journey that we're on. Yeah. So I was sent like a dermaplaning device thing. Like an electric one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just sitting there kind of like looking at me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mark had been away and came back and was like with the kids. And so I like took a walk and like got a little stoned. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I think you see where this is going, Case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just got back and I like saw that dermaplaning thing and I was like... I think that this is the moment that I'm going <laughs> to give it a try. <laughs> oh my God. And I got like very into it and was dermaplaning my face 
and I had like little bits of blood and I'm like, I'm sure that's normal. Oh, no. Casey, I don't know. Just like this is a, this is just like I did it so you don't have to. Do not get stoned and try to dermaplane your face. I've always, here's what I'll say. (laughs) You're not supposed to bleed. It's fine. First of all. You look good, so no major damage done. But I will say that I've been dermaplaning curious in the past. I haven't done it. But listen, people, I know it's great. Busy, you've been in People Magazine for saying like, I love my peach fuzz. And like, it's not something like shaving your face isn't a thing that women should have to do. No, but by the way, also just like hair. Like hair is not, hair is... Fine. You like, can I, keep your hair. Yes. No, yes. I, this was more about, okay, if I'm being real, I haven't, you know, I normally like get facials yes. regularly. Yeah. I haven't been on the facial regularly journey because I've just had a lot of other stuff going on and it hasn't been a thing that I've been able to manage to have in my life right. in this moment. Right. And I will just say this, guys, I'm just going to say it. Facials really make your skin look good. <laughs> and if you and if you regularly do facials, yeah. your skin on your face is like brighter and more supple or whatever. Yeah. And you can use all the products in the world at home, but there is something about that like deep exfoliation, masking, whatever it is, the magic that they do in sure. a facialist's office sure, sure. that really brings the glow out, right? And so I've been missing, I feel like I have the inner glow now, Casey. Yeah. And I've been missing the face glow in the last few weeks, especially. And I just got ahead of myself and was like, this is going to be a real, because I read some online reviews and people are like, oh my God, my skin like looked brand new, blah, blah, blah. So it was really, really my ego, my vanity. Not my ego. My vanity got the best of me. Stone vanity. Mixed with the weed. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the danger. I love a gadget. (laughs) Like, I love a beauty gadget. I'm super into, like, everybody who knows me well knows that I love science. I love the science of cosmetics. The science of skincare? The science of skincare. I love, love, love. I love a gadget. I love a clinical test, a clinical study, a clinically proven gadget, but I have been afraid of the dermaplaning gadget because, uh, yeah, I think uh, all I can think of is what happened to you, that you're going to draw blood on yourself and, um, you know, and I will say I'm fairly adventurous with things and I have injured myself with things in the past where people are like, be careful near your eyes. You, this might be rough on your skin. I'm like, oh, I'll just try it. Like whatever, whatever. And I have injured myself. I've burned myself with various peeling products etc etc you know why i'm scared of that dermaplaning machine because um do you remember that story when a casual dining establishment tried to use a drone to deliver appetizers then they chopped a lady's nose off i do not <laughs> what I swear to God, it's true. And I'm having the craziest deja vu right now because I feel like 
we've talked about this. No, 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 I would remember. I don't know. You guys tell us if we've ever talked about this, but that is like... We certainly have not. We've not talked about this. I'm just going to guarantee that. And that's another thing about me. This is like get to know Casey morning. Uh, Sometimes once I get a, a vision like that in my head of something like that happening... I think about it a lot and like every day I think about that lady getting her face chopped up by a drone in a casual dining establishment that was just trying to deliver appetizers. What kind of appetizers? (laughs) Were the potato skins worth it? Like what the, I mean, are you looking it up now? You're looking it up. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to name the restaurant. Drone delivers bloody mistletoe mischief in 2014. I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, okay. It wasn't appetizers. They were trying to use a drone to hang mistletoe over couples in the restaurant. And it it bludgeoned a lady. Good Lord. (laughs) It literally chipped off a tip of my nose. It took I mean, off a tip, the tip. It took Just off the part tip. of my nose and cut me here right under my chin. The, oh, the wow. victim said it who, drone technology has probably come a long way in the intervening seven years. I'm sure they've been working on it. But anyway, when you talk about the dermaplaning machine, that is what I picture is good. I'm going to like shave off the tip of my nose and I don't have a lot of well, nose to, to spare, to be let honest. Let me tell you something. Worst case scenario, you're stoned <laughs> and you dermaplane your face using the machine. You get a couple tiny little nicks on your forehead. You're fine. You know, I'm what? fine. You, Honestly, my you skin look looks great. It looks yeah, great. I know. It looks great. I know. So all I'm saying is that like, don't be afraid. You'll be fine. You'll be you fine. Know, Did uh, it give you a little window into what it's like to be a, a person who shaves their face every day before work? Or were you too stoned to think about that? I wasn't, I never, no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was only thinking about like my beautiful skin that was going to be revealed <laughs> once that the blood had cleared. Well. And how the serums were all going to soak in so good. That did it. Did you feel like they did? Yeah, I do actually. Good. Yeah. All right. Well. I do. You know. I'm not like a big, oh my God. I saw my aunt last week. Yes. I saw both my aunts. Well, I actually have a third. Well, I have one aunt that passed away. My dad has two sisters and then my mom has a sister and a brother. My The brother, my uncle has a wife. So she's my aunt too. Sure. But I saw my dad's That's how sister. aunts work. <laughs> Shut up. Casey, you know what? I'm not stoned to now. You know what I mean? I swear. <laughs> I was I was making fun of myself because I was like acting like you are informing me of something and I was like oh yeah yeah thanks for thank you for telling me that well it's hard because I like think of myself as having two aunts but really my uncle's wife is also my aunt yes you know what I mean yes anyway whatever sorry Liz (laughs) you're also my aunt um okay no so so I saw my mom's sister um and she looks so fucking good. Like, I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. But I just like her skin. Like, I, and it was, it felt rude. She told me how old she was. I could not fucking believe it. And then 
it seemed rude to ask her what she's doing, but I kind of want to know what she's doing because I'm going to send you a picture, Case. Okay. You have really good skin, too. I mean, I deserve it. I'm going to be honest. I deserve it because I have a lot of other bad shit. And so every time someone says, you have kids, how old are they? And I say they're 22 and 19 and they say no way. That makes me feel really happy because I just have a lot of... I have a lot of, um, you know, human crosses to bear on this earth <laughs> in terms of like... Don't we know. all? Yeah. And so I deserve the fucking good skin. Give it to me. I deserve it. You do. Good skin, you good do. eyebrows. And I'm so happy that you have it. <laughs> um, but do you think wait, she's doing something or do you think it's genetic? I think par- partially genetics, but then also I think she's doing like some sort of peels or some kind of like retinol something. I don't know. Oh, she does look great. Right? Yeah. She seems insane. Yeah. Then I went up to see my parents who were visiting my dad's sister, Barbara Jean. And we were helping Barbara Jean clean out like her basement that had all kinds of family things from my dad's side of the family because when his dad died and then their other sister passed away. Right. Like Barbara Jean ended up as the closest in proximity, like ended up collecting the stuff in the basement. So we went through all these things. First of all, here's what's coming to me being shipped to me because I was like, guys, I can't carry this back on an airplane. But I, Casey, really think you're going to be interested in it. All of my aunts like Wiccan books and like from like the 70s and 80s. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. Very exciting. Very exciting. But there were a ton of pictures too that I had like never seen before. And uh, from my family, which like looking at someone's um, like old pictures of someone's extended family is a little bit like listening to someone tell you about their dream. Like, (laughs) you know, it's in the same, you're like, I don't really care about this because I don't know these people. And so this means nothing to me looking at these pictures. You know what I mean? Right. But two things. Number one, Casey, I'm going to send you this picture right now. And guys, I'm going to post this on the pod. Tell me this isn't me in Freaks and Geeks. It's insane. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Who's that? That's my aunt. That's Barbara Jean. That's, That's my dad's Barbara sister. Barbara Jean. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so You've met wild. Barbara Jean, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. At your house. I want to ask a question about Barbara Jean. Yeah. Was she always Barbara Jean or did she become Barbara Jean when your dad also married a Barb? I think she was always Barbara Jean. Okay. I'm pretty sure she was always Barbara Jean. Then I'm going to send you two iconic photos of my aunt. In which I just want to say, WTF were the 70s slash early 80s because that shit seems wild. Like these, here, this shit seems so inappropriate and so wild. And I don't even know what's happening. Barbara Jean oh, really had, had, wow. had a Wow. Yeah, she's just like a party girl. <laughs> well, she says she's not. So she was like, I don't know. She had she had she had lots of stories about it. 
Okay. But what look is at this happening. Like crew. What is this I don't know. It's like you guys I don't know. It looks like like maybe like New Year's or something. I guys, just for you at home, this is legitimately it looks like a photo from Mad Men or something. Yeah, or right? like, like slightly after. Like, is this unkind to say it it is very representative of America's long history of like kind of regular guys um with hot women on their arms. Regular old men. Yeah. Just- is what is what I think you're looking for. <laughs> They're old. They're all and so old. All the women are like bombshells and, and, young. and the men are like, don't mind me and my seven hairs. Don't mind me and my, you know, 86 years. And <laughs> my, I mean, th- it is insane. And all these like late, I mean, it is guys, this picture is, I, know, I have to ask my aunt if I can post it on Instagram. I don't know. If she's, I don't know if that one's going to be allowed. It's very um, interesting. I always thought that it was like sitcoms that, you know, people always have that complaint that like, a Kevin James is married to a Leah Remini in a sitcom and that's not how it would be in real life. You know, kind of like a regular guy married to this woman who's truly, truly like in real life would be out of his league. But apparently art no, is imitating it's always, life. It's always how it is. It's always <laughs> how it fucking is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. truly always. I mean, listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for true love. Maybe those guys were very entertaining gentlemen. Maybe they're very worldly and cultured. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not. Come on. Casey, we know. But I do want a show where like a regular-ish lady is married to like a super hot guy. Has there been one? I don't know. I mean, it's surely this has been the golden age of television. I mean, surely there's been that. There's got to be. I feel like it's always like, um, you know, I, I feel like it's always like some kind of scam or whatever, like some woman hired a hot man to like date her or, Blech. you know, like what's that? What's that movie? That Tony Collette movie? Muriel's Wedding. Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, someone's trying to get their citizenship or some shit. And so they just go out with like a regular girl who's size 12, you know. Ugh. That's always the. That's, that's annoying. Yeah. We, uh, it's a full moon. <gasps> Yay. Charge your crystals. It also means I've been home from Hoffman for a full month. A full month. Wow. Yeah. Charge your crystals. Charge your devices. Charge your souls. Get your souls charged, guys. <laughs> Charge them up. Oh, my um, gosh. That's, and, and Mercury is gone direct. Oh, my God. Thank this has been a real God. one. This, this has been a real one. It's like it really mm-hmm. kicked my ass up and down. Yeah. What the, happened? Tell the me. The cul-de-sac. Well, so, you know, Eli has like moved in with us, which is great. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to have him. And he got a part-time job with our friend Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. I know you're listening. Um, it, who Amanda, who's very important in our lives. And um, But he also delivers Uber. And he's also been really helpful, like bringing his brother, who can't drive because of what's going on in his life. Um, so he, he's been really helpful. So we had... You know, we were a two-car family, but he really needed a car. So we took money 
what do they say? Robbed Peter to pay Paul to buy like a used vehicle that Matt could use just to go back and forth to work. And we got the cheapest, weirdest used vehicle in existence. It's so strange. Wait for it. But then the Prius died like two seconds later. (laughs) Wait, what? It just like Eli had it out. He was making a delivery. He had just made, bought a huge order of groceries from an Asian market um, to deliver to this woman who was cooking like a big feast. And uh, and the Prius died and he had to cancel the poor woman's order and sit there in the hot sun with sacks full of Asian groceries and uh, wait for a tow truck for hours. And now the Prius just went to some garage and I don't know if she's ever coming back. I don't know. <laughs> How old was this Prius? It was a 2008, you know, but it it's driven across country. It's, you know, it's really like we've used it. It's our, it's been our family car. Um, so, and who knows, but I just know that it got brought to a garage and, and we haven't, we haven't heard from her. She hasn't, she hasn't touched base with, with home. Oh man. (laughs) So we're back to like trying to juggle. And by the way, the car that we bought, which is primarily my husband's car, it's a fun car. It's red. It's a convertible. It's a 1989 super weird car that they only, I think they only sold 7,000 of them over three years. It was like a collab between Chrysler and Maserati. And it was- What are they called? It. I, I don't even, what is it even called? I don't even know. It's like- Matt posted it. Did I he? think it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so The car weird. looks amazing. It's It's super fun, but like- I mean, I just say a little prayer every day because like the um the odometer doesn't work, the gas gauge doesn't work. It has like parts of it that I don't I'm not even familiar with what they are or what they do. So I'm just like it's very nice. It was made in Milan, Italy. Matt has now joined all these message boards of like how you can like 3D print your own parts for <laughs> We don't have a 3D printer, nor have we ever repaired a car. But so anyway, yeah, so we're just back to... I really wanted to cry about the Prius, but I just felt like everybody else wanted to cry too, so we didn't cry. And the tow truck driver was so sweet. (laughs) He was so nice. We had like one tow truck was on the way, and we sat for hours, and then it just canceled. Like It just decided that it, it couldn't do it. And so we had to like emergency call another tow truck, ask this garage to stay open like 15 minutes late because the guy was like, I'm going to get you there as fast as I can. But, you know, it's it's a little ways to the garage. But he was so nice and he was just very, very sweet. I don't know that man's name, but he really was like sometimes, you know, an angel just comes to you and they're like, listen, I'm going to do the best I can. (laughs) It's just a light. It's just a light worker. Just a light, a light worker, ringer. yeah. It reminded me of one time I like I never when I worked at Watch What Happens Live, it was like being like an ER doctor. Like I just <laughs> was there every night, way too late. And like it just, you know, and so like taking some hours off to leave and go home for like a family thing was very rare. And it wasn't easy to do because it was such a small team. And one night I was trying to get home because Lincoln had, I was trying to get home from New York city to Connecticut because Lincoln had like some band concert. And I was trying to get a cab 
to get to Grand Central to get the train, the last train that would get me there on time. And I just could not get a cab. And it was just one of those situations where people kept darting out from everywhere, like taking the last cab. And I was like, I was almost in tears, like, fuck, I'm going to miss pre-Uber, my And pre-Uber, guys, pre-Uber. Yeah, pre-Uber, pre-Uber. And then all of a sudden, this guy just rolled up on a pedicab and he was like, hey, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just trying to get to Grand Central and I can't get a cab. And like, from Soho to Grand Central is really far. And I was like, I'm just trying to make a train. And uh, and that guy was like, get in. I'm going to get you there. <laughs> and so he just like pedaled like a fucking madman. Madman. He just pe- I like pedaled like men. a yeah, madman. He pedaled like, like several, several madmen <laughs> and got me to Grand Central on time. I like threw money at him and jumped off the pedicab. So and there's angels out there. They are. Oh, there are angels out there. They're in pedicabs. They will. And they will, take your money. they will take your money. They will take your money. That's true. That's true. Money that you're like, oh God, I don't, I've stopped counting. There's no point in counting. No, no point. Wait, I left uh, my bag in an Uber yesterday. I heard that really sucks. So weird. I got a bag. Yeah, that's good. That's well, great. Guess what? Also, it's, it what? was like my little, sometimes guys, now that I live in the city, <laughs> let me just tell you about a thing that I do. Like I have like a little tiny bag yeah. that has like, that's easy to get into. Yeah. It's a Claire V. Obvi. Obvi. Obviously a Claire V. Um, and it has like hand sanitizer, an extra mask, generally speaking, my phone and my AirPods. Sometimes yeah. a pair of sunglasses, whatever the case may be. It's just the like the three things I need. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, I don't know. I was kind of late for this nail appointment. I was confused about where I was going. Thankfully, I was holding my phone because I didn't leave it that bag. Right. right. But I left my little bag um, and I had my heavy bag that had my giant water bottle thing and my all, you know, all the other yeah. stuff in it my wallet. Um, (laughs) I have two people make fun of me because I have lost so many AirPod pros, you know, yeah, which is like so dumb because they're so like they're expensive and like it's dumb to lose them. I'm going to say something controversial. I think they're dumb to exist. I don't, I don't think they're the best. You're not alone. You're not alone. Because they're so losable. They're so losable. Yeah, one jumped down like a drain, right? Yeah, yeah. It it just was like out of here. Yeah. just went. went. Yeah. Sometimes you see them on the street in New York and it's just like always the saddest moment for me. I'm like, oh, that guy has no idea. Yeah, they at least need to start a program where they'll sell you one individually. No shit. (laughs) But then, but then, why would they do that, Casey, when you can be... Busy Phillips, iPod Pro number five on my phone. It's insane. And then people are like, you know, then you have your Etsy people are like, oh, I made a thing that like connects your two, your two AirPods so that like if one falls out, the other one's still in your ear and the other one. I'm like, then that's the same as wired headphones. Just get wired headphones. Also probably better for you. I don't know if having wireless things directly into your brain is the best move. I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah. not a scientist. I'm not either. And I haven't, in my many science readings, I haven't read about that. But I don't think anyone's even looking into it because there's so much other shit that we got to be concerned about. Anyway, the point being, I had not one, but two pairs of iPods 
AirPods. Oh, geez. AirPods in that bag. No. But thankfully, Come Henry, back. my driver, worked it out, came back to the city. I will say Uber does not make it easy to like connect with your driver and get stuff back. That's, yeah, that's weird. Um, it should be a little easier because that's, you know, I mean, you just entrusted your life with that person. You have, yeah. but maybe is you should it, like be able to get their phone number. Yeah. Do they, they're trying it, to protect you. I think they're trying to privacy. Protect, I guess. Yeah. Their drivers and vice versa. But then I've also heard of Uber drivers like hitting people up after they've driven them. So I've you know. heard that too. Yeah. So somebody it, I know, I feel like was like really aggressively pursued by somebody and it was like not chill. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why it's gotten harder. I don't right. know. Well, anyway, you got that your was bag good news, back. but also it was just so weird. Like I am not, well, it was the day after getting stoned and dermaplaning my face. So maybe I was yeah. just still a little spacey. You were spacey. That's why you left your bag. Yeah. Oh, what okay. was I spacing about? No, I don't Wait, know. I just did wondered. I space about something else just now? No, no, was I, I just wondered because you said I was a little spacey. So I wondered if you were saying like, that's why you weren't that upset about it or that's why you left the bag in the first place. Maybe both. I wasn't that upset about it because I had my phone. I felt like as soon as I, I did make contact with Henry almost immediately and he was like, yeah, I have the bag. It's right here. Then I was like, Henry's got the bag. Yeah. So at so. this point I'm like, get, I'm getting this bag back someday. Oh my God. It may not be today. You know what I mean? But that I just felt like secure yeah. In that it's okay. it had been located. He knew he had it. And it was like whether I got it back today or or yesterday or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. I used to I used to work for this woman and she lost stuff all the time. Lost stuff all the time. She's a real character. This is just one of a billion stories I could tell about her. But one time she got to work and she and the, this is in Manhattan. So she had like walked from her home in Midtown to our office in Midtown. And she was like, I lost my bag. And like trying to sound the alarm of everybody has to start looking for my bag now, which we were totally used to because that was like a, a regular occurrence. And I, you were making me think of her because you were saying that you had like a main bag and then a small bag. She had lost her main bag. And so we were looking all around for it and we were trying to like retrace her steps. And then the doorman of her building called and was like, I have miss, you know, whose bag. And I was like, what, what happened? Where did you get it? And he was like, I watched her walk out of the building, hit the walk sign um, at the crosswalk, cross to the middle of the crosswalk, look for something in her other bag, set down her main bag in the no. middle of the crosswalk, no. keep no. looking, find what no. she was looking for, and then walked across and just left her bag in the middle of the crosswalk. No. <laughs> that's, that's insane. No, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like that spacey. No, it's nothing like that. But it made me think of that because of the two bag situation. And also now I'm thinking about how what a weird experience it was to have to tell this person that her bag had been found and, t and then she would ask where it was after like acting like maybe we weren't doing a good enough job of looking for it. Like it had to be somewhere. And then like, it was in the crosswalk outside of your building. Yeah. It was and in then, the median. It was in the median. <laughs> and then knowing that like what kind of, <laughs> 
what kind of tone that was going to cast over the rest of the day, informing her that she had left her bag in the middle of a crosswalk in the middle of Manhattan. Was it Rosie O'Donnell? No. No, Rosie is a backpack lady. She never lost her bag in all the years I've ever known her. It was firmly ensconced on her back. <laughs> she always had that backpack. Um, I'm putting on some lipstick. Putting on a lip, an orange lip. Huh. Thought it would be cute. It is cute. you guys finding a doctor can sometimes be so impossible especially when you're in a new place or if you're visiting a place or sometimes you just realize like you haven't actually seen a doctor for a certain thing in quite some time and you need to do it so finding them getting an appointment that works for you and then figuring out if they even take your insurance and if they're good it's all a lot anyway if you need to see an md asap I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to use ZocDoc. Just download the free ZocDoc app. It's the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. Casey and I both swear by it. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. You don't have to wait on hold with a receptionist ever again. So whether you need a primary care physician or a dentist or a dermatologist or a psychiatrist or an eye doctor or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash doing her best and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and we are two of them. It is definitely my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. Um, listen, I'm telling you nothing has made my life easier in this move than ZocDoc. It makes healthcare easy. And we all know anything that can make healthcare easy, sign us up. So now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash doing her best and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor there are lots of doctors that are available to see you today. Uh, that's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash doing her best. Guys, I got this stuff sent to me in the mail and I opened it up and Birdie looked at it and was like, what is this? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to try it. And then Birdie tried it too. And it makes our teeth feel so clean. I'm obsessed. Uh, It's called Bite. Did you guys know that over 1 billion plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every year, ending up in landfills and oceans and worse? That's literally 50 Empire State buildings worth of plastic every single year just from toothpaste tubes. So Bite is reinventing personal care by making products that are good for you and the planet. So the Hero product is this dry toothpaste tablet. It comes in a reusable glass jar and the refills come in home compostable pouches. Come on. You pop one in your mouth and you bite down and then you brush and it foams up just like regular toothpaste, but there's no plastic tube or paste. It's truly kind of amazing. Plus they also have this like one that's mouthwash that you pop in your mouth, add a little water, swish it around 
I love it. They're made with clean ingredients. There's no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or artificial dyes or flavors ever. Sustainability and clean ingredients are at the center of everything that they do. They are certified carbon neutral, cruelty-free, vegan, and palm oil-free. So Byte is offering our listeners 20% off your first subscription order. Go to trybyte.com slash best or use code best at the checkout to claim the deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash best, B-E-S-T. Guys, it's just us today. We don't have a guest. Is that right? Yeah, because our we had a guest booked and then they had to cancel because they are also working in showbiz. And uh, so we'll just have them another time. But we had uh, we had told you guys that we were going to start doing this, like having no guests uh, sometimes yeah. because busy schedule won't allow us to like record two days. In, uh, but we could still do one day. Well, so, it might. Some weeks it might. Yeah, some, I just want to be, I want to prepare you guys. Yeah. But anyway. I, no interviews. Everybody was really <laughs> nice about it. If anyone, Really? If, everyone, if anybody thought like, fuck no, I'm not listening to that podcast. If it doesn't have a guest, they did not reach out to say no that. No one said that. Yeah. No one said that. Which I thank you for. If you thought thanks, that guys. and didn't reach out to say it, thanks for <sighs> not. Um, I really but most people were, were super supportive. And I also did like a little analysis of like the history of the podcast and like our non-guest episodes are among our most successful. So no shade to our guests. They're great. They're great for <laughs> us. <laughs> we but, love you guests. Uh, please keep coming on the podcast. Yes. Um, I mean, please tell your friends uh, to also come on it. But yeah, I just um, for some reason non-guest episodes do well. I cannot believe I'm going back to work. I know. That's exciting for you. I am excited. I really am. That's good. I know. I also decided that I'm going to take Bird back to Madison Square Garden to see Harry Styles. Oh, that's good. Because my friend Orville Peck... We should have Orville on the show. We should interview him. Yeah, sure. He's opening. Oh, and that's exciting. I think it is too. He's blowing And uh, I feel like it's going to be a good show to go to. And I was texting with him, Orville. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I want to see that. I want to see that show. Yeah. So I made that choice. I'm doing it again. That's exciting. It is exciting. Um, And it's like for Halloween, basically, you know? Uh Uh-huh. So you have to dress up or it's like it's Harry-ween. Okay. Am I getting ahead of myself? Halloween's not for two weeks, right? It's in uh, 12 days. Yeah. (gasps) Well, I decided what I wanted to. What? Harry Ween sounds gross, by the way. I Just, agree. Sorry, Harry. You can usually do no wrong. I don't know if that was his decision. People, I guess, were really mad last night about his at his stylist online. Did you see that? Oh, his stylist oh. was trending. 
Because he wore a dress in something and no, 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 no. The fans, the fans want that. Okay. No, that he's been, that he's been wearing, that the outfits on tour have been too similar, and the fans are upset. Oh, interesting. Well, he has not. He has they the his stylist's name is also Harry. Seriously. I can't, guys, I'm sorry if you're like a big Harry Styles stan at home and you're like yelling at the radio uh, right now, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know these things. I mean, um, Mary, maybe Harry just wants like a little bit of a uniform. Maybe that's easier for him. You yeah. Know? And maybe like you get like, I don't know. Okay. All I could think of, <laughs> all I can ever think whenever I watch anyone perform anything is like how sweaty I would be. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So then I'm like, so then I'm a little bit like, how do I, how, what would I wear? How would I control the sweat yeah. if I was trying to do like a thing, you know? Right, right. And maybe, maybe Harry gets sweaty or whatever. And he's like, he wants to be comfortable in these like flowy pants, suspenders and like an open shirt. Yeah. I mean... Listen, I don't know. I would love to ask Harry Styles. I think he's really stylish. I appreciate what he's done with fashion. I was referring to, I guess, Billy Porter called out Vogue for having Harry Styles wear a dress. Um, he said all he has to do is be white and straight. Yes, right. Um, well, that is a thing, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. Um, and I get why Vogue would do that. And so that's an interesting conversation. I get why Vogue would... You Wouldn't know. that that was like Vogue though, like a year ago? No, um, it's not new, is it? Their first male cover star to wear a dress. Um, that was like a year ago. Yeah, December twenty twenty. Right? Yeah, yeah. But Porter says he was not a fan. He said, "I changed right. the whole game, and that mm -hmm. is not ego. That is just fact. I was the first one doing it, and now everybody is doing it." I feel like the fashion industry has accepted me because they have to. I'm not necessarily convinced. And here is why. I created the conversation. And yet Vogue still put Harry Styles, a straight white man, in a dress on their cover for the first time. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, that is honestly very super valid, real point. And also it has like always been, you know, black and brown queer communities that have been the ones that have changed culture yes, and influenced um, artists and designers and performers. And then it's the artists and designers and performers that then take credit, generally speaking. Right. Without right. acknowledging the root of it, right? Yeah. Who's done the, the work. core, where it's yeah. come from. And I feel Not like root. Root 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 denotes denotes? Connotes? 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 Con <laughs> I don't know. I you know what I'm saying. Like yes. that is that is like a hundred percent accurate and like anyone who knows any tiny amount like me, tiny amount of my LGBTQIA plus history, specifically black and brown LGBTQIA communities. We know this. 
Yeah. We know this to be true. So that is a very valid point. It's a valid point. But is point. that like a new thing he said or did he say that, or is that like old? I think it's like new. I don't it's one of those things where I think like he a, just, it's like a new quote because somebody just asked him about yeah, it. Yeah, just asked yeah, him about it, it mm-hmm. and and so he said that and of course it got a lot of attention because he's like speaking out about Harry Styles, who's massively popular and on a tour right now. And I mean, listen, we've seen, haven't we seen Patrick? We saw Patrick Swayze in the 90s in a dress and Brad Pitt, I believe, posed in a dress and Kurt Cobain um, from Nirvana in a dress, all um, straight white men. I think in the past, it's always been like, a stunt. Like I felt, I always felt like it was a stunt just to like mm-hmm. an attention getting stunt, but I don't know what I'm interested in is. Okay. So Harry Styles in December was on the cover of Vogue in a dress. What was the mm-hmm. statement that like, what do we imagine the statement was that they were trying to make? Is it just attention getting? Is it for that? Harry? Yeah. I think that he, I feel like from what I understand from Birdie, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that he feels fluid in his expression of gender and fluid in his sexuality, which we know are two different things, right guys who are listening? Right. Okay. That's what that's what my understanding is from my kid who has spent Let's be real. Hours and hours, hundreds, <laughs> maybe hundreds, hundreds of hours thinking about this. Right. Hundreds? Okay. Thousands okay. of hours thinking about this? Interesting. Maybe. It's interesting because Harry Styles' music, I'm not super familiar with. I know that recently he caused like a big uh, firestorm, not a firestorm. People were just fascinated when he talked about like what the, he joked about what watermelon sugar is about the female orgasm. Um, But I'm not familiar enough to know if that fluidity is conveyed in his music at all. You know what I mean? Well, there is, there have been some line lines that have been, adjusted in concert from time to time. Oh, interesting. Where okay. he changes pronouns. Interesting. Okay. And I have personally watched them on YouTube. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was interested to so, know that. Yeah. Yes. So was, that is a that is a thing that um has happened. Yeah. I'm always willing he, he to changes like, some of the yeah, some of the pronouns from she to he. Okay. That kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm always willing to hear what someone's uh, rationale is for doing something and, mm-hmm. you know, what statement they're trying to make. Sometimes I think the issue is like, well, it's like when you're talking about art, right? If you have to come right out and say what your statement is, you're not really making like an artistic statement. You're making like a, a verbal statement. So that's not something that you probably always want to do. You just want to let the art speak for itself, whether yeah. it's like how you're dressing or the music or whatever. But also like sometimes I think that the whatever statement or whatever idea someone's trying to get across mm-hmm. is so vague or it's not vague, but it's like left up to the interpretation of everyone. And then, you know, and then 
you're subject to like the interpretations of people being like, oh, this isn't great and here's why. So, you know, so I'm always interested in that conversation. Like, I love that picture of Patrick Swayze in a dress because he's also like in a balletic pose. Do you know, do you know the picture? Yeah, but I wonder, like, I mean, also let's be, you know, you always have to like keep the time in which something was done in yes consideration as well and i and who the person was and i feel like for patrick swayze obviously rip yeah but i feel like he also because he was a dancer felt a little bit fluid in terms of gender expression yeah possibly and didn't probably identify with what was the like at the time typical expression of masculinity masculinity yeah Yeah. I think it's a really yeah I think it's a really beautiful and interesting picture um that does show like send it to me I don't know it well I'll google it I'll fucking google it (laughs) I have google you don't have to do the work for me (laughs) it's a very beautiful I mean obviously you know um, we saw him in drag in Tu Wong Fu but there is also just a picture of him um, in uh, like a little black slip dress where he's posing with a poodle and it's very beautiful I think it's interesting oh I see it I see it yeah oh and he's doing he's like in third position yeah he's also wearing makeup I believe a little bit a little bit obviously you know like I'm a Prince fan right so this stuff really interests me Mm -hmm. um people's presentation their like aesthetic presentation did you ever watch the show the movies that I think it's called the movies that made us I think I did it's just a series on Netflix about like Uh I think there's one that's kind of like about toys and pop culture stuff and but there's one about different movies and there's one about dirty dancing that's so so good I I highly recommend if I feel like Probably a lot of dirty dancing stands listening to this podcast. Um, I watched it a million times when I was a kid, and uh, it was it was interesting behind the scenes. I didn't know that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey didn't really like each other. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess like they kind of and their chem- their chemistry was like so wild and great. And uh, turns out they weren't each other's favorite, which is very interesting to me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. I loved Dirty Dancing. I loved it too. It kind of bummed me out when they made all of the all of the remakes and everything. That was the one that there were. Re- Wait, I just know about the one that was like a disaster. <laughs> I think they made a movie, and I think they tried to make like a TV show. Really. And- yeah. And it just bummed me out because that one was so precious to me. Usually I don't care. I'm like, remake something a thousand times. What do I care? I do think it's silly. I think we could collectively come up with some news stories. To well, tell. It's all the same fucking five stories, Casey. You know that. I know it is. But uh, here's the thing. Like, why know, does it have saying. to be connected to like it? You can still tell a new because story. I actually know. I actually know the answer to this. Do you want me to tell you? Intellectual property. No. Why? It's more than that. What? That makes it easier, yes. 
because it's the same reason why I like shows like CSI and Two and a Half Men and like whatever were like are like number one shows because people like to be experts. They yeah. like to know what's happening. People actually like weirdly get very nervous about new things. And so like, and I say that about like CSI and like any of those like formulaic shows are always like really, really, really insanely popular because people are like, I know what, I know who did it. I know how, I know what happened. Right, right. And they feel like comforted by it. And I think that that's also a thing that holds true for like movies and stuff. It's hard to make movies. It's hard to get movies made. Yeah. And at least they know that there's like a percentage of people who will see it because they're just like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like really a double-edged sword because I'm guessing that they probably do this because people like to be familiar, but Mm -hmm. then they have to put some new twist on it and then that makes people so angry. And that's where we get into that, like, my childhood's been ruined conversation or like, you ruined the Ghostbusters franchise by making a all women Ghostbusters, which was very good, by the way. Fight me. I didn't see it. But my friend Gil made another one, I think. Did that come out? I think it did with like kids. <laughs> did I make that up? I don't even know. Gil Keenan, my friend Gil Keenan, who, wait, I have to look this up now. I don't I even swear, know. Was there like a Ghostbusters that was like about kids recently? I, I don't, don't. remember the women one. No. I went to see the women one with my family. We all LOL'd. Everyone can eat my butt if they say that it wasn't good it was funny and also like like ghostbusters isn't citizen kane it's just um a bunch of Wait, men fighting cartoon it's just ghosts coming, it's coming out it's oh like the kids out. ghostbusters november okay. 19 2021 who's in it paul rudd ghost must ghostbusters 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 afterlife my ghost friend must not direct it jason reitman directed okay. it. All right. Ivan Reitman's son. Son. And Gil wrote it okay. with Jason Reitman. And it stars Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, you know, from uh, yeah. Stranger Things. <laughs> mm-hmm. McKenna Grace, who I got to be real, guys, until this moment, I thought that was an American Girl doll. I'm not even kidding. I did not know that was an actor's name. I thought that was an, a legit American Girl doll. I have Listen, seen the name other places, and I thought, oh, McKenna Grace, the American Girl doll, and Paul Rudd, and Paul and Paul Rudd. Yes, and Finn Paul Wolfhard Rudd. sounds like Old Spice uh, body wash, and uh, McKenna Grace. Are we sure there isn't an American Girl doll named that? Is my question. I mean, if there's not, there should be. Well, anyway, so that's coming out. So I guess, guys, we can watch that. When a single mother and her two children move to a new town, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. Who is it? Is it, is it, um, who's the grandfather? Is it, uh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray, yeah. Dan Aykroyd? I bet it's Dan Aykroyd. Do you think? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's, these are all good questions. I'll be happy to go see it and I'll be happy to laugh at it, even if people are mad about it. Wait, did like Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver have a baby? Oh, God. 
I don't. It, no, not in real life. No, in I the mean, Ghostbusters. I'm saying, <laughs> I think I would know in real life. I'd be familiar. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't believe that I know enough about the the history of Ghostbusters. Canon? You don't know what's canonical? I don't know, I don't know what's canonical for Ghostbusters. And plus it's like supernatural. So, you know. I love supernatural stuff. Anything I mean, although could've... I haven't watched haven't watched the show Supernatural, but I do enjoy supernatural things. <laughs> That's another remake that people are mad about, but it's the actual stars that are mad. The stars are mad? I think so. Oh my god. Didn't I... it just literally go off the air like 10 seconds ago? What are they talking? Yes, Why are they But now they're making a prequel and I think who are the two guys Jensen Ackles and um Jared, Jared Padalecki. And I think um Jensen Ackles is involved but Jared Padalecki is not and I think Jared Padalecki found out from a tweet that Jensen Ackles tweeted and uh it was like it was high Twitter drama at the time. But I thought that they were like BFFs. I guess not. Whoa. Wait, can I tell you something? I would not be surprised if I found out about a Dawson's Creek reboot. If Michelle and I both found out about like a Dawson's Creek reboot that everybody was involved in from like <laughs> someone's Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> I swear to God. First of all, I want to say that. Secondly, or any of it, or any show I've ever been a part of. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks. literally... Busy Tonight was being rebooted <laughs> at, at E! And I found out about it via a tweet that like Kelly Oxford sent. I'd be like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But you know would I mean? you be like, mad at me if I worked on it because I need that job? No, I wouldn't. I would just be like, you know what? You got to get yours. Speaking of <gasps> Kelly Oxford, she just got out of the hospital. I saw that. What I is know. She doing? <sighs> she's doing? She's doing better. I need to... Um, I need to check back in with her. I Is it too far for me to take responsibility for saving her life from New York? No. Um, right? I'm sure I did. No, I'm kidding. She texted me uh, like two weeks, whenever this was. I can't remember. Okay. Not, the, not a week. Oh, maybe it was a week ago. Texted me a picture of a thermometer that said 103.8 six or something like that. And I was just texting. I was like, Kelly, what am I looking at? Who is this? What's happening? Right. And, and she was like the way that she was texting with me about being sick. Yeah. Obviously guys in the current climate, one might think COVID, you know? Yeah. yeah. But the way she was texting me, I mean, I can show you the text. I was like, I think you have to go to the emergency room immediately. I feel like you have sepsis. Oh, God. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't know how to describe this, except that I think I feel like you have sepsis. And I think you have to go immediately to the emergency room. I had seen Kelly in New York like one week earlier. Uh-huh. She was in town for a wedding or something for like a day. Yeah. And we saw each other really briefly. I mean... 35 minutes or 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And she did not, and she was like, has been struggling with kidney like infections. Yes. For a long, for a while now, like yeah. several months. And she just did not seem well when I saw her. And she's like, no, I'm better. I'm like getting better. And I was like, you know how she moves like she's in slow motion anyway? Yes. That's something about Kelly Oxford guys that you at home probably don't know because you weren't in the 
in the on staff at Busy Tonight unless you were. And then, hi, how are you? We miss you. <laughs> um, Kelly really moves like she's in slow motion sometimes. Yes. It's like an incredible gift. Because <laughs> I only move like I'm um, on two times the speed and uh, also an elephant. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. Um, but she just like, I don't know. She didn't seem, she didn't seem better when I saw her a week ago. So then, yeah. or the week earlier. So then when she was texting me about her fever and she's like, I can't, I'll just like, I'll go tomorrow. I'll just go tomorrow. I can't, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, dude, you got to get somebody over there tonight and you have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, And so then, yeah, she ended up going like super early, early in the morning. Um like a couple hours later, she like barely slept. Mm. But I just was like something about how she was, it was almost like the texts were kind of like nonsensical. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like, and when you have sepsis, it can start to make you like, I've had, a, I've literally had a few people in my life who've had sepsis and it's, if oh you do God. not get it treated, it's bad news. But one of the things that was, is like the, the tell is that they start, it's like they can't really make sense of things. Like they're really having a hard time with like logic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So anyway, been there. treated for sepsis. You have, you've had sepsis? Yeah. After, after childbirth. What haven't you had? I know. It's just like the longer you keep living, the more you get to Okay, add so to tell me, list. was that what it felt like inside? I just, um, I remember my heart racing and having a really high fever and being really hot. And uh, then I know that everybody was talking to me and I tried to respond and I said, orchids. And everyone was like, what are yeah, you talking nonsense. about? Nonsense. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yes. And Kelly's texts to me weren't like full nonsense, but just the way... I don't know. There was just like a vibe that I was getting yeah. that wasn't like her. Yeah. And I just felt like... I knew that it wasn't COVID, but it was in fact a thing that needed to be taken care of immediately. So she's good. Um, That's good. I know. Wait, why did I bring up Kelly Oxford? Um, because we were talking about, you wouldn't be surprised if you heard there was being a busy tonight reboot oh. over Instagram. Yeah. Well, there isn't, right? No, not so okay. far. Not so far. We have to find a new busy. <laughs> oh, they're out there, baby. You, no, you're not going to have one, have any to, fucking issue. We have to find I said the someone other day, willing to I, call themselves busy. A picture popped up from like, you know, on this day from 2018. Yeah. I was on my book tour and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Remember when I had that moment? Oh my God. <laughs> remember I when I had a moment where it was like things were really happening? I remember it was it was like my moment too, you know? For me. Remember I mean, when we had our moment. Yeah. It was that it was, was fun. Good. It was good times. Anyway, having, do you want to hear what I you're having more moments now, so I'm fine. I don't it's need fine. another fucking moment. I'm yeah. good. My moment is your moment, is our moment. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You know that I love Sakara. I have talked about it many times. And Sakara 
really believes and lives up to that feeling your best starts with what you eat. And it helps you not just eat healthy, but really enjoy it. Uh, Sakar is a nutrition company. It focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. They have organic, ready-to-eat meals that are made with powerful plant-based ingredients. They're designed to minimize your sugar cravings and boost your energy and improve digestion and get your skin glowing. And trust me, I love it. Whenever I feel like I need a little bit of a reset, I've been ordering Sakara for years. Um, they have breakfast, lunches, dinners. They're all backed by cutting-edge nutritional science to boost your health and make you glow. And it is delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. I remember when you could only get it in Los Angeles and now you can get it anywhere. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. I love the raspberry herbal tea. It's like my favorite. Experience their best-selling metabolism super powder and metabolism super bar to control sugar cravings boost energy, and reduce fatigue. Um, anyway, if you don't believe me, you can read any rave review because Sakara's gotten them all from Vogue, New York Times, Goop, many more. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash busy or enter code busy at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A, ra.com slash busy to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash busy. Okay, guys, a lot of people think eco-friendly products are more expensive, less effective, especially when it comes to cleaning. I mean, it might say all natural, but you're not really sure if it's going to get the job done, right? Well, Blue Land has fixed that and... It's got a revolutionary refill tablet system. And I love Blue Land. I love it because it's classy. I love it because it looks better than having a bunch of junky bottles with different labels around. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. I'm all about this sustainability life. It's a simple idea. You buy the bottle once, you refill it forever. No more plastic waste. So they have their best-selling clean essentials kit. They've got hand, the hand soap duo, which I love. They offer safe, smart options for every inch of your home. Just fill up the beautiful Instagrammable bottles with warm water. You pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have powerful and effective cleaning products in the most incredible sense. Rose bergamot, lily mint. I like the lily mint. And now Blue Land has teamed up with Disney to create a magical collection of hand soap bottles designed with Mickey and friends and their little whimsical personalities in mind. So their stunning high-quality forever bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit, and they're meant to be reused forever with the money-saving refill tablets that start at just $2. So cut the plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Get Blue Land. You are going to love it, and the planet will thank you. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash best. That's 15% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com slash best. Blueland.com slash best. You want to hear what I am going to be for uh, Harry Ween? For Harry Ween, yeah. 
It's probably not original. I mean, I don't care. Nothing. I'm is. not one of those people. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, I got to be like the Franzi, a box of wine or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just want to like wear something nice and not slutty, but cute and oh, slutty. Mm, there she goes judging. I don't well, mean that. I mean, just like, I don't want to do, I don't want to have to buy. Okay. I don't want to have to buy a costume that comes in a bag that isn't going to cover my vagina. How about that? Yeah, you I don't want to have to get a wax in yeah. order to wear or also, have my like, stomach surgery. You you're, know what I mean? You're going to a thing with your kid. Like, well, why are sure. you going to try to dress like, you know, so well, revealing would, or sexy? Like, you want to be comfortable well, no. and having fun with your kid. I don't know if this is even going to be comfortable, but I'm very into this idea. <laughs> I'm going to be queen of the rodeo. You know, that's oh, an Herbal Peck song. Yeah. I was going to say you should go as like Orville Peck, but this is great. I'm kind of into like, are yeah, you going to get a, fring- a fringy mask? I think I need to get one. Yeah. Yeah. Orville Peck, in case you don't know, wear, has been wearing a fringy mask since long before COVID was a thing. He doesn't. And um, he's kind of a mystery show man. Show his face. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, I know what it looks like. You've seen his face. I've also seen it as well. Yeah. Just, well, you know. Also, I got like very, when I was just a fan, ooh, this is a cute shirt. I, so then I was like, I'm in New York. I wanted to go get something cute, you know? Yeah. But my friend who is from here is like literally just buy it online because there's no sense in trying to buy anything vintage in uh, New York because it's all like triple the price. Oh, yeah. But that makes me so sad. But don't you have like a costume hookup? Like can't someone help you? Like Oh, like just get me like a real nudie suit Like or a something? nudie suit, yeah. Nudie used to be near where I live now, the, the designer. Um, and I'm so bummed out because I really would have loved to have gone and and toured the nudie workshop but yeah don't you know you guys do you not do you know what nudie is at home I didn't know for a long time it's I mean I'm sure there's like there's got to be documentaries but nudie uh was a designer who did the very extremely glam country western rhinestone cowboy Mm -hmm. suits um you know, from it, from days of yore, like who'd be wearing like a nudie suit that you would, um, his name was, oh gosh, N- Nuda Kotilyarenko, known professionally as Nudie Cone, an American tailor who designed decorative rhinestone covered suits known popularly as nudie suits. Well, like, well, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on everyone's name today? Cause I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> um, but like Jenny Lewis gets like suits made yes. that are like nudie suits. Yes. Essentially. Yes. They're like, or, and who's that guy that's like the current, oh my God, what the fuck? Why can't um, I remember anything? Post Malone? Well, Post Malone definitely, definitely does. Yes. yes. Post Malone. No, but like there's the guy that like, he really made it a thing. Guys, I'm going to just have to. 
Oh boy. Well, Glenn Campbell. <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Oh, Glenn Campbell. Right. Um, and oh, what is that guy's name? What is that guy's <laughs> Porter name? Wagoner? Elvis? No. Graham Parsons? Graham Parsons. Thank there you. you go. Thank you. Those are the three main guys. Thank you. That I think wore nudie suits. But um oh, you, Porter Wagoner. If you if you look up pictures of Porter Wagoner, he wore some really incredible nudie suits. But yeah, his workshop, I guess, was near to where I live now. Um That's very cool. But also Post Malone is kind of He's definitely bringing it back. He's carrying he's carrying the nudie torch into the new generation. So yeah, I I'm think I'm happy that, for that for him, for yeah, all of us. Yeah. Um, but don't you have someone who can like hook you up? I don't know. You know, I, well, first of all, you understand that I enjoy, I enjoy putting together a costume yes, on my true. own. I gotcha. I gotcha. You know? Yeah. So that's a number one. Yeah. I do. I do. I like to, I like to build costumes. You know, that's yes. fun for me. Yeah. That's a thing that you do. I do enjoy that. Cakes and costumes. So I may try to do that. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you bring up a great point. Don't want to overshadow my child <laughs> and whatever they choose to wear to the Harry Style show. Also, I'm not even sure, like they might have, they might go with a friend. And then I was like, maybe I have a, someone that can come with like a friend to come with me mm. and then maybe that's fun mm-hmm. and then maybe we could be queens of the rodeo together. yeah because like if bird has a friend and then you're just there like as a chaperone in a costume by yourself okay you know what casey you're making it sound sad <laughs> and i was really the- excited to have fun so it's- you know what it's now, the kind of thing now where you, I'm, in the run-up, it sounds so fun. And then when you get there, the reality of it is what I just said. And then you're you like, know what? I'm all dressed up and I'm just like a chaperone to these kids that don't even give a shit. No, I don't think so. I think people are going to just, I think they're going to like my... <laughs> No, Casey, now I'm feeling I, embarrassed. I said bring a friend because that's, uh, I think you, I was confirming that your choice was like the right thing. It, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now mm-hmm. I'm laughing. Do you, you know that meme of that person that like um, dressed as the Baba Duke and went to the Halloween party? Yeah, there? it's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Who is that? That is the funniest, you guys. Know. If you have not seen this. You really got to get it. You got to get it. It's like when the Halloween party is more like wine vibes or whatever. And it's just this woman like in a Babadook costume all by herself in the middle of this it grown up. It is so fucking funny. It was like- Halloween and they thought she th- <laughs> she thought that they were going to like a costume party, but it was just like chill people like sitting around (laughs) drinking wine no one in costumes and like it wasn't like just like the lady had on a top hat she had like full baba duke makeup everything it was so good insane it's so (laughs) funny and like not the kind of thing you could take off or you know no it's Mm -mm. so and i love that she committed and i love that meme but then i don't want that to happen to you at harry i don't it's not gonna 
it's not going to happen to me. There are, <laughs> I was, can I just say something? I wasn't the, I wasn't the oldest person at that concert by oh no decades. No. There were people not. there that were real old. Harry you know? Thirst knows no age. I mean, I don't have thirst for Harry. Let's be real. Okay. But like, a lot I'm of not, people do. I know. But I'm, I do want to say this. Like I am, and I, I, I don't know, whatever. I am a woman. I am a woman who finds men of mine own age and older attractive. Okay. Those are the guys I like always. I'm like, oof, yeah, I would do that. Stanley Tucci vibes. <laughs> well, he's a little older have you than been, me. He's like 20 years older than me. Have please. you been watching his, his videos no, though? No, but can we just, I feel like you're being very... <laughs> No, something I'm, to me you Stanley, are like poking me today stanley tucci's cooking videos are like listen i was like oh my god everybody no, I know. we People get are, it you love stanley hot. tucci and then i watched the videos and i was like it's not even just the hotness like what he's an attractive man and that's great and i have always thought he was attractive it's the delight with which he is doing everything that i think is what's really attractive and maybe that's why people love Harry Styles too. Maybe they're just, maybe like, maybe that's like an antidote to toxic masculinity. Maybe we just want guys to be delighted. Hello. Yes. Like I've been reading, there's a couple things. There's uh this week, um, a clip of Jennifer Lewis um, that went kind of viral where uh -huh. she was describing why she broke off her engagement. She was on some radio show, I think, and she was describing why she broke off an engagement, which was she was driving with her fiance and she saw this beautiful, I think an Australian tree, she said, and it was in full bloom, a pink tree. And, you know, and... She said, oh, my God, look at that beautiful tree. It's so beautiful. And her fiance was like, you say that about every tree. And she was like, okay, now, now you have to go. Like, that's the last straw. Because, yeah. like, why would you shit on someone just yes. liking a tree? Yes. You know? Yes. 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 You're not even married yet. He thinks that you like trees is dumb. Goodbye. I mean, and I think Ayanla also said something. I think the reason why people were bringing that up is because Ayanla Van Zant, who we know from love. Ayanla, Fix My Life, mm -hmm. Lover, mm -hmm. she said she left her husband because when she went grocery shopping, she would always buy a package of the cookies that he liked and a package mm -hmm. of the cookies that she mm -hmm. liked. And then one Preach. time, one mm -hmm. time he did the shopping, he only bought the cookies that he liked. That's not what you want, guys. And people are for. like, oh, my God, she left her husband of 14 years over a pack of cookies. No, it's nope, not It's not that. about a pack of cookies, guys. It's just a cumulative. <sighs> like, that's wow. the, you know, the that's the cookie that broke Ayanla's back, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is. Not yeah. a good metaphor. At um, all. At all. Let's <laughs> at reverse. All. Let's back back it up. That's it's just emblematic of I'm sure things that are happening every day. And it's just the moment, the light bulb moment, as Oprah would say, when you're like, oh, this person does not give a fuck about my smallest happiness. Here's the thing that's wild. Like you never know when the light bulb moment is gonna hit you in a relationship or a friendship or anything. 
But when it does, you got to be ready for it. And you got to be open to like letting it rock your world. Yeah. And and you got to listen to what the light bulb is trying to tell you. Because once it's on, you can't really turn it off again. Never turn it off. You can try to dim that shit. But let me tell you something. It will come back up. Yeah, you it, you really it's, that dimmer is not going to stay down. Yeah, it's it's like so many things we always say. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it, and especially when it comes to yourself. Once you see how someone sees you, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, and then you just realize, like, well, what are you gonna like? Can you fix that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Does the person want to fix it? Is it going to be a fight? Is it going to be a lot of work for you to fix it? Is it better just to be on your own and buy your own fucking cookies? Maybe. Better to be on your own, driving your own self and saying you like a tree? Maybe. You know? Or, you know, and I do believe this is true. There is probably a person who is going to find that Jennifer Lewis's delight in flowering trees is like, adorable. Right. Well, that's another thing. People keep sharing this TikTok of this guy who um, is, he's citing some weird study that happened, I guess, in like a a dining setting. And he's saying that over a number of years, this, um, this expert observed couples uh, Mm -hmm. and his observation was that the couples that stayed together over time that endured the test of time were the ones where like, say one member of the couple is like, Oh my gosh, look at that beautiful bird. And the other member of the couple actually looks and says, Oh my God, that bird is beautiful. Like it's that simple. And the couples where the other person was like, who cares? It's a bird or didn't look at all or whatever. Those are the couples that over time, did not stay together. Does Matt look at your beautiful birds? Matt looks at everything that I look at. He ra- oh, you're poor. You're poor. Sorry, guys. I just, well, I got Derma my nails put back on and then I just scratched my derma face with my new fake nails. I'm just yeah. getting back into character. <laughs> you're like um that episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, like when they turn inside out and they're like... Just like, what are you doing to me today? Why? Why are you being so mean? <laughs> everything that you say is so mean. I don't understand why. It's like, <sighs> it's funny to me because it's so something that, like, I probably could have done. And the truth, the, the sad truth of the matter is, you do look very good and you can't even why see them. Why is that the, sad? Because you, like, chewed off parts of your face to look good. Well, I did or not to, like, chew it off. It. I, mean, I you dermaplaned your face off. Dermaplaned it right off. And I'm sad for you that you had to, you know, you had to bleed, but like that sucks. And that you just touched your forehead and that hurt and that sucks. But also you do look good. Well, so there's that. <laughs> So there's that. (laughs) But it doesn't even look like your forehead is like, it doesn't, I can't see anything on your forehead, but I know it's like when you cut your fingernail too short, like, you know, no one can see it, but it's the worst thing that could happen to you that day. This doesn't, this doesn't hurt though anymore. It it hurt yesterday. I'm sure. Yesterday wasn't great. Did it bleed a lot? No. 
Okay, that's good. It wasn't like I had like, like blood dripping down my face. No, I know, but like, like your head bleeds a lot when it bleeds. Yeah, that is true. You know, thin skin. I have thick skin though. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like a fringy fake leather jacket, maybe. Great. Where I could make a fringy jacket. Mm hmm. And I need to do, and I want to get like a little West and I want to make a sash. Okay. That says queen of the rodeo. That sounds good. And then I'll you wear could jeans. also and get then like, that's um, very easy. Some big you know sequiny I mean? appliques to put on the jacket. Like they sell. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. I was going to just go to a. <laughs> <laughs> like craft you could store. go to um, a also- craft store. What? Yes. You're in New York City, so you could go to the fashion, mood. the garment district, Mood. But I there's could go to also mood. all kinds of stores that are just finding morning mood, <laughs> findings, buttons, things like that, and you could get uh-huh. some like old school. You could in, you could use the city for what it's meant for. And you know what? I am going to use the city for what it's meant for, <laughs> and I can't wait. What applique are you going to get? Like a peacock or... Oh, a peacock. Mm. Because I'm on peacock? <laughs> I just suggested a peacock because I like peacocks. But then I realized that it could also be... Well, I like flamingos. Ooh, a flamingo. Or maybe just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? There's There's limitless. You can get anything from like a taco to flowers to whatever. Oh, I love tacos. Lips. I'm so, trying yeah, to think so of I think all I those. Need to get, I think I need to get, should I do denim or should I do like white pleather? I mean, if you're the queen of the rodeo. You're probably using white, white You're wearing white, yeah. white pleather. Yeah. 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 Guys. Yeah. 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 I also like this vintage turquoise suede. Oh, that's really cool. Is it that already like fringy? Very, yeah, that's very um, reminiscent to me of growing up in Arizona. Yeah, of course. I feel like I saw a lot of that color um, suede yes. <laughs> like in, in the 80s and 90s in Arizona. A but lot of like turquoise suede. White is also like can't buy me love vibes, which, you know. <sighs> well, that's I honestly, I really do think that's why I'm sort of like drawn to it do you guys remember the can't buy me love movie busy and i were what i'm who are you asking i'm asking people of course they do they're listening to us (laughs) i mean this is that's like absurd of course of course they do always assume that people might need to have their memories jogged a little bit i mean but doesn't busy kind of look like the girl who paid patrick dempsey to uh, no wait he paid her to be he paid her his girlfriend so that she could replace her mom's white leather suede suit that she'd Which ruined. got wine on it when she wore it to a party that she wasn't supposed, supposed to, to wear it to. Right? Well, she wasn't supposed to wear it, period. Yeah. Her mom was leaving town. She said, don't wear it. <laughs> Which. But she did. Interesting. So that's also so emblematic of the 80s. You know, moms buying white suede suits that they won't let their daughters wear. <laughs> Such Wait, a mom what's the power character's move. Name in that 
in that movie. Oh my God. It's probably, um, is it Sloan? Is it? I mean, Sloan is classic. (laughs) Um, Cindy Mancini? Cindy Mancini, of course. There you go. And, And Patrick Dempsey as Ronald Miller. Ronald Miller. And then he becomes popular in the end by doing like some anteater dance or whatever. Yeah. That like from PBS. He comes becomes popular in the end because he gives like this rousing speech at the lunch at the uh, during lunch. It's right. like your side, my side. <laughs> All I wanted was to be popular. For what? <laughs> I fell in love. <laughs> Now the the girl I love won't even talk to me. Oh my God. I was so fucking in love with Patrick Dempsey. And then when I got cast in that movie where I got to climb all over him, it was the only time in my career where it's like been a little hard for me. Like I was like, this is too weird. Like I felt like, like I couldn't do the job the way that I wanted you know like I was I was too self-conscious you were self-conscious because I was self-conscious because I was like this is Patrick Dempsey yeah this is Ronald my boyfriend McDreamy well no I wasn't even the dreamers it it, it was before that right to me like Patrick Dempsey in all those movies before he had to have the comeback yeah yeah which was McDreamy yeah, did you television, loved him. You loved him when he honestly, was a nerd. Really kicked off people coming back to TV, like movie stars coming back to television to make their comebacks. And also, I think kicked off people who people saw as like comedic, nerdy, and then being like, "Ooh, he's hot now." You know, people thought people thought he was comedic and nerdy. They didn't think he was hot. No, they thought he was hot. Right? Am I? Just I mean, me? he. Played the nerd in, in <laughs> Can't Buy Me yes, Love. Yes, but he also played Lover Boy. True, true. You ordered the pizza. True. I and was then you an, got... I was in a movie with him as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? With Honors. Oh, my God. This is... Casey brings up the fact that she was in With <laughs> Honors all the time. I was, a, I was a background actor in With Honors, Patrick Dempsey... I did not really talk to him at all, but I did talk to Brendan Fraser, who is the best and remains the best. Still is. And remembered our moment Still together is. <laughs> when he came on Busy Tonight. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. He was like, I was like, you probably don't remember this, but I was a background actor in With Honors in Boston in the 90s. And he was like, yep, I remember exactly what happened. <laughs> And he was so sweet about it because we were, have I talked about this on the podcast? I feel like, again, I'm having like crazy deja vu. We were in the scene where I was supposed to walk past him and Patrick Dempsey and there was like a chicken and the chicken kept coming toward me and I kept walking out of the way of the chicken. And they were like, yeah, just keep walking straight. And then um, Brendan Fraser, who was actually really ill at the time when he was shooting the movie, he had like the flu or something and he was feeling really bad. He was like, it's not her fault. This chicken keeps like, like going for her. Like we have to do something about the chicken. And, um, so then we like stopped down for a few minutes while they figured out a way to make the chicken walk in the way it was supposed to. And then I was just like, oh, he's my hero. Like he really, you know, 
They were like, they were blaming me for walking away from the chicken, which it probably was my fault if I, what was going to happen. In my head, I feared that I was going to be attacked by a chicken in front of Brendan Fraser and Patrick Dempsey. Um, and I also I feel like that's a I feel like that's valid. That's a valid fear. And also yeah. like I'm just like not a super lover of birds. I like them from afar. I don't like them up close. And so that was my worst nightmare to be asked to walk by a chicken. Um, and then and then Brendan Fraser was like, This is not this woman's fault. We must get the chicken under control. And so, yeah, so, but um, he completely remembered it and he was so sweet. And then we had a good laugh about it. Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> I really love Brendan Fraser. I love him too. I think he's like, well, obviously he's a really special, sensitive person. I think, I just think he's wonderful. Brendan Fraser, if you're listening, we love you. Also, my friend Benari Lee Poulton, who's a comedian, played his little brother in School Ties, also in Boston. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And and so he had like a lot more exposure to him um, and just said that he was like as outstanding as you would hope he would be. Okay. Well, I'm in. Brendan, we love you. Brendan Fraser, um, we love you. Dipsy, Dipsy, everyone needs an escape, but those can be kind of hard to come by. Enter Dipsy. Get yourself, let yourself get lost, guys, in a story where good things happen, only good things, where your pleasure is the only priority. And that's where Dipsy is going to bring the warmth of the outside world into you and your life. If you're looking to heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Dipsy is an audio app that's full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people, immersive scenarios. You feel like you're there. You can listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush or a coworker or Lots of different other things. There's new content released every week. There's always more to explore no matter what you're into. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy has a wellness session available, sensual bedtime stories, soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. So for listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash best. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash best. Dipsystories.com slash best. Olive and June, Olive and June, I love my Olive and June. That's a good one. I wish Casey were here to hear it. But you know what? You're here to hear it. Here to hear it. I'm here to hear it too. And Olive and June are here with your Manny system. That's the answer to Salon Perfect Nails at Home. You know we love their polish. Casey says two weeks does not chip. Casey has very delicate hands. Uh, you know me. I'm like a bull in a china shop. But it does last, that nail polish, seven days when you use 
the whole system, the Manny system, each at-home Manny comes out to just $2. You know what? That's a lot less than a salon. I'm back, you know, with my fake nails on for uh, my TV show, but you know what I'm using Olive and June now for? I can change the color up when I'm not working, just put that beautiful polish right on top and then boom, easy to change. I love it. And I've given myself a pedicure, which is nice too. I'm going to do that the night before I start work with my Olive and June little Manny system. I also think this is a great gift, guys. Start thinking about gifts. Start thinking about your favorite people in your life that like to paint your nails. Salon manicures are expensive. I find it very soothing to paint my own nails. We are obsessed. The system comes with all the tools you need. One box. It's very easy. A great gift. A great gift. And the polish is amazing. So the Olive and June Manny system is the secret behind Salon Perfect Nails at Home. All in one. No guessing. No messy nails. No salon price tag. And now you... You, I'm talking to you. I don't know who needs to hear it, but you can get 20% off your first Manny system with our code BEST, B-E-S-T. So your new nail life is here or your friends or you're going to give it as a gift. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code B-E-S-T at oliveandjune.com. Go to oliveandjune.com, guys, and get 20% off using the promo code BEST, B-E-S-T, I want to see those beautiful nails, okay? Okay, wait. So let me me ask you this. What are you doing your best at this week? What am I doing my best at this Mm -hmm. week? Um, You know, I I mean, I told you about the car issues. Mercury retrograde. Didn't cry over the car breaking down. Still kind of want to cry about it because I don't know what's going to happen. But... It's like fine in the grand scheme of things. Like I was just saying last week, like whatever's happening is going to happen whether I cry about it or not. So, you know, so well, what? that's for sure. What am I going to do? Um, you know, um, but I'm frustrated. You know, I'm frustrated just to not have things be simple. But then, um, you know, but then you have a shitty day and then you have a nice day. And our friend Ashley Nicole Black invited me out to this like nice event where she was accepting I an award. I saw that, the EMA award. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was accepting an award on behalf of Ted Lasso where she's a writer. And it was just really nice. And I just talked to a bunch of nice vaccinated People who had been tested for COVID and everyone got dressed up fancy and went in to this environmental awards and ate Beyond Meat. And uh, it was nice. <laughs> it was it was fun. And like I had a good time and I didn't like stress out about it. And um, oh, you don't know Kristen Bartlett, I don't think. But my friend Kristen Bartlett and her husband Jason were also there. She also accepted an award. She's the head writer of Full Frontal with Sam B. She also accepted an award on their behalf. And I just thought that was, I was like, how cool is this? Like I have two of my really close girlfriends are right here. They're both winning awards because shows that they work on are talking about like important stuff. And... Um, you know, and that was a cool moment because it's all the stuff that I want to do, but I'm not doing right now, but somebody is, and it happens to be like people that are like, you know, in my life, which is cool. 
It is cool. And sometimes, I don't know. I feel like that shit like rubs off on you. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? I do. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to keep telling myself that. (laughs) But it was really nice. I met Ed Begley Jr. (gasps) Well, you know, that's why I had put in the water system that I put into the old house in in L.A. Because Ed Begley Jr. said that that was the best one. And I said, well... If you know who's going to have done his environmental research. For sure. Zed Begley Jr. So For sure. may as well just get whatever that guy has got. <laughs> he was the honoree <laughs> of the night and Jeff Goldblum presented his award. Oh, they're, they're really fun to see Jeff Goldblum in person and talking. So fun. He was really funny. And um, yeah, and they're really good friends. I met Ed Begley Jr.'s daughter who um, she also works in television. She's really smart and lovely young woman. Ashley had worked with uh, her on another show and she knew Ed from Bless This Mess, which is a show that she was a writer on as well. And um, so, yeah, so it was really nice. And I tried to say hi to your friend Carla Welch, but she was... Because she also got an award, but she was very popular and swamped. Swamped, I hear. Swamped and swarmed with people. But I did get free (sighs) underwear from her company, so I was excited about that. I I also could hook you up with that, but you... you Just whatever. It's fine. No, no, no. It's fine. Get it at the EMA Awards. Um, I mean, well, that yeah. sounds nice. Yeah, it was it was really nice. And um also I met this like little um he wasn't little, he was totally average sized. Um, this but he uh-huh. was like very elfin beard, magical hat wearing hairstylist who really encouraged me on my hair bleaching journey and said to just... Oh, I read that. I read your description of that. That's cute. If you missed my Instagram post, he just was like, I know that you're holding back on the bleaching, but my advice is just go for it. Bleach it as much as you want. Yes, it's going to break, but it's going to break off in all the right places where it's meant to break. And that's going to make your hair so much more interesting. And then he, then a puff of smoke, he disappeared. (laughs) I was going to say cut to Casey with no No hair. hair (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you being like, why did I listen to that guy? (laughs) But he was not, he was not a light bringer. He was the (laughs) devil. He was a trickster. Um, that's really funny. But also I'm not, it was a good reminder. I'm not super precious about hair and like, I've lost my hair in the past from things. And so I was like, yeah, it's just, maybe that's like a metaphor for going for things and that like, yes, you're going to bump into things and things are going to break, but in the way that they're supposed to. So maybe it wasn't just about hair. It never is, Casey. <laughs> it never is. What are you doing your so best at this dumb. week? <laughs> um, what am I doing my best at this week? I'm trying to, I am doing my best. Like, I feel like I'm just being in the present moment. Yeah. And like just I had a nice I had a really great trip to see my fam. Yes. And I got to see friends. And it was just really nice. Yeah. And uh 
And it was just, I don't know. And that was like a little bit of the Hoffman, post-Hoffman stuff that I'm like, that I was still kind of working on. Ooh, Michelle yeah. Williams is calling me. Should I answer it on my podcast? Answer it. it. What if it's an emergency, Hold on. though? It's not, but she needs, she owes me a call. Hold on, let me ask. Let me ask. Her. Okay. Hi. Hi, wait, I'm doing my podcast. When are you around? It's not a good time, but I had to pick up because I haven't talked to you. Wait, literally, that's what I just said. I said, should I just put her on speaker and we can just <laughs> put make this part of the show? We don't have a guest. Well, we do, yeah, we don't have a guest, do we? It could just be you. Um, in other news, did you see that Bathsheba did a collaboration with Laura Ashley? Yeah, I think you got to get into it. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. Wait, okay, but so I'm going to try you when, I, when I'm done with this. I'm going to try you after I get off of my pod. Okay. I love you. Bye. Well, everyone, that's what it sounds like to um, listen to Busy Phillips having a telephone call, a brief telephone call with Michelle Williams. With best friend and Oscar nominee. <laughs> Multiple Oscar nominee, Michelle Six Williams. times, I think. Six that's fucking times. Wild. It is wild. It is wild. So what am I doing my best at? I don't fucking know. I mean, no, I'm just like doing my best at like remembering the, remembering my spirit. <laughs> uh, that's like a thing from Hoffman. I, but I am, I'm doing, I'm doing well at like remembering to like check in with myself and to like really um, separate things out in terms of like, what is what, what's the what? You know what I mean? Like, what is the thing that's actually bugging me? Is a thing actually bugging me? Or, you know, where is it coming from? All of those things. Like, just, I'm just trying to, like, continue to do a lot of the stuff that I started at Hoffman. And I'm trying to be a present parent and a present human who's participating in their own life. Yeah. I mean... That's not always easy. No, it really isn't, I have to say. And so I feel like I'm just, I'm really doing it. And I don't know. I'm, t- I'm not sleeping great again. I don't know if it's this new house or what's happening. Oh, no. It's kind of bumming me out. It's what? not great. Is like, what's happening? Are you like staying up late, getting up in the middle of the night, waking up too early? Yes, both. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, I'm both getting up in the middle of the night and waking up too early. Like today I woke up at 5.15 and I didn't go back to sleep. Mm, Okay. And it's not, I didn't, like, I'm not drinking or, I mean, the other night I smoked weed before the dermaplaning. Yeah. But like last night, not like nothing, just soaps. Yeah. You know, sometimes guys, if in case you don't know. In case you don't know, sometimes if you drink, you'll wake up with the, when the sugar leaves your body, right? Right? Isn't that what it is? When the sugar leaves your body? Oh gosh, maybe that's possible. It's called, it's like called like sugar shock. Oh, okay. I'm not a ginormous wine drinker, only the sparkly stuff because I'm fancy. Um, 
But that makes sense. But it hasn't been that. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. And then now everybody is going to just be writing in and saying perimenopause. And sure. Okay, fine. But then what? What do I do? What am I supposed to fucking do? Somebody tell me, please. Do you want you know my I mean? advice for what to do? Sure. Yeah. Just like use the time for something, you know? Well, I did, but I'm very tired right now. No, I know, but like then now you have to rest. It's like, it's not that different than like, you know, if this is something that you're going to be going through for whatever reason, I would be apt to think it's probably more anxiety that's waking you up because Mm -hmm. of probably moving to a new place and wanting to move into your Mm -hmm. permanent place. That's the Mm -hmm. time when I most have (laughs) sleeplessness. Like It's also like, sometimes I do this fucking thing, don't I? Where I'm like, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And you're like, or maybe (laughs) Occam's razor. It's the most obvious. It's just the most obvious. It's the thing that is literally hitting you in the face. Yeah. Which is that you don't even have a desk. Yeah. Although I am just loving that bidet on my butt. Yeah. See? So just like get up at 515 and wash your ass for 45 minutes and and then like read a book while that's happening and then like close your eyes for 15 minutes. Okay. You take take naps in the middle of the day. I do not. You used to, when we did the show, sometimes you had to lay down between Sometimes shows. I had to because I was like literally expending so much fucking energy because I was, you know, walking out too fast um, <laughs> at the top of the show. And if only I had taken the you executive from E's note about- yourself. Yeah, about just not walking out so fast because it's scary to people. Um <laughs> That I wouldn't have needed to. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! See, that's a situation where you know we're t- we were talking about trees and cookies earlier. That's a situation where we should have. It should have just been obvious to us. Oh yeah, you that know? was a major cookie. That was a tree. <laughs> that was a cookie. It was a that like this is just not a relationship that is is bound to last a very long time. No. And you know, and it's fine. And I wrote about this in my book. Um but you know, I had that boyfriend that always told me I laughed too loud. Yeah. And I like loved him. Yeah. Wanted it to not be true. Yeah. But Oh guys, if a man says that you laugh too loud, run. Get the fuck out of there. Get, it's such a red flag. I can't, there's no other flag it, that it could possibly be. I mean, if anyone says that you laugh too loud, Ugh. I kind of feel like, like everybody, everybody gets like a critique from someone in their life at some point. But if someone is consistently telling you what they wish was different about you, then yeah. Literally ver- get the fuck out run like Busy Phillips at the beginning of a TV show, but instead of toward the audience, run away from that person. (laughs) (laughs) That is constantly telling you the ways in which they wish you were different. Because here's the thing. If someone loves you, they should fucking love your laugh, your loud laugh. Yeah. It's nice to be adored for the things that make you you. Yeah. Should or we put even, that on a t-shirt? Yeah. 
<laughs> even just liked. It's not even, yeah, no, but it's, but. Yeah, well, that's 100%. Yes, true. Just, but I mean, but it's imperative to be like adored and, and desired and loved for the things that make you, you. Yeah. As opposed to the things that like, you, you know, or, or as opposed to like trying to constantly be another version of yourself that like you never fucking can get. Right. To. Because those goalposts always move. Goalposts move. Because the, as soon as you achieve the thing that you thought was going to win someone over, then they have a new thing that you need, a new hoop for you to jump through. I will new... be less excited about trees. Yeah. And then, then it's what? like, you're then, too excited about whatever else. Books, Any whatever. Books. It's, it's wild. And it's like, and then I hear a lot of people too saying like, well, okay, so, but this is like, this person that I'm trying to be with or whatever, they have a hard time like liking things because of blah, 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 blah. And not their your, life. not your work, not, not your work. It's not, not for your you work. to fix. It's not, not for, for you. you to fix. It's not for you. I don't know who you, who needs to hear this today, but someone fucking needs to hear it. It's not for you. It's not for you to fix. And it's okay to just be like, Hey, listen, call me when you fix this shit. Like, I'd love to hear from you, but I'm not or here don't. to. Or don't. Either way, we're good. Bye. Right. right. But it's not, it's just, <laughs> it's not something that you can fix. And it's not something that you should spend a lot of your time trying to fix. You really can't, guys. You really can't. I really can spend the rest of my year wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> That's what you're really doing your best at. You know you, what? You know what you I'm doing my best were, at this week? Yeah. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. You said you were committing to bell bottoms and you really and I are. have committed. Oh, you know what I'm doing terrible at though? What? Can we talk about that on this podcast? Yes. I'm doing terrible at posting on Instagram. I keep forgetting that it exists. And guys, I got to make some cashola and those brands are not going to keep knocking down my door if I don't post, right? Um, I, I, don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not familiar, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't. it's definitely a part of it. Like I do other brand work stuff, but like, yeah, they definitely want to utilize the fact that like I post on Instagram and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. not sure. I do know that I have pictures that are just sitting there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like things that like yeah. could have been posted. I guess this is why people do the photo dumps. I yes. hate that. I hate that word. Photo dumps. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. I don't know. Maybe listen, Instagram takes a lot and it takes a lot of attention. And then you're down a, a rabbit hole every time. And and I'm sure you're so grateful for the work that you've gotten through Instagram and that's for sure. like a luxury and a privilege that most people will never understand. But also like it's a lot of work. And I think for most people who are doing it just for fun and because they, they really want to and they get a kick out of like being connected to people, that's also something that they might not understand is that mm -hmm. for somebody who's doing it on a scale that you're trying to manage it on and also trying to do it to like maintain this like business persona. It's a lot of work. 
It's a lot. It's a lot of work. It is a lot. And, you know, and like I've said, like, just, you know, just from doing the podcast, like, I love talking to people that message us because of the podcast, but it's, it's a lot. It's more than like, just when you're doing Instagram for your regular self and like the podcast audience isn't nearly what your audience is on Instagram. So just like exponentially, it just becomes a lot of work. Just like mm-hmm. throwing a party for 20 people is fun. Throwing a party for 20,000 people is also fun, but one is a lot more work. <laughs> Which one? Which one is more work? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I, I okay. feel like you should look it up. <laughs> I should. I. You know what? It's not for you to figure out. <laughs> I really also, I've been, I've been doing, okay, I want to say something, but I'm, I'm nervous about making a proclamation that I can't stick to. Well, but no one's going to remember that you did, first of all. Um, I'll remember. But you'll remember. But also, like, you've already said you're nervous about it, so. Okay, so, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. I've been thinking about committing to not buying anything new for a year. I think that's so cool. Well, other than groceries, guys. You're not going to buy used groceries. (laughs) That's when you really need to get on buy nothing because people in my neighborhood are always giving away a half a box of crackers. Listen, I have a half a box of crackers in my own pantry right now that I would gladly give away. And people are just like, people are like, these crackers are good. They're fine. I just halfway through the box, I was like, I don't like these crackers and maybe someone else will. So I just feel like, um, I'm very into, oh, my Poshmark sale, the first drops went great. Oh, good. I think everything's almost sold out. There's, I think there's a new drop this week. Um, guys at okay. home, if you're interested. Exciting. It is exciting because I, it is fun to see my stuff go to people who are like, yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I got this dress. Yeah. I'm going to wear this to my sister's wedding or whatever. Yeah, that it makes like you... makes me happy. Yeah. It makes you feel better. Must be what like organ donors feel like. When they... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, guys. Um, Anyway, should I do a post? Like, I see you have not (laughs) talked to me about my Poshmark sale. Okay. I mean, seems kind of wild. Did you see I had one? Uh, Because it is pretty special. Oh, my God. Anyway, it is. It's just super fun. But so like that kind of got me. And then I was like sort of floating around on Poshmark looking at some stuff. But also I have, remember the vintage sunglasses debacle of yes. the flea market, which was just a devastation for me, yeah, guys. Um, and that was a few weeks back when I was still in Los Angeles. And so I've a little bit been like trying to chase the dragon and finding a pair of vin- similar vintage sunglasses on line. And then I yeah. was like, why am I buying? And then I went into a sunglasses shop here looking for vintage sunglasses because I thought it was, but they are new sunglasses here. And and I was trying them on and I'm like, why am I buying new plastic? Why am I buying new? Yeah. What, what is this? Why there's so, there's plenty of vintage ones. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, these are really beautiful. Are they vintage? They are vintage. <gasps> so then I decided that maybe that's my move and and I just 
where, buy. No, I just, I just purchased things. Anything I purchased this year has to be pre pre owned. Okay. In some way, shape, or form. Okay. Doesn't mean that it has to be vintage. Right. I just mean it has to have been pre loved. Right. Which already came back to like fuck with me because there are these Clara G shoes that I want, but I haven't bought them yet. I've been looking at them and then I was like, maybe I can find something similar. Shoes are also hard though, only because shoes. They're shoes. Like wearing also, someone else's shoes. Yeah, they get worn that's, out. It's like that's weird. And I feel like truly vintage shoes are like so small. I don't know why so people small. had such no. small feet. Because they bound their feet. <laughs> I Judy Garland did not bind her feet, did she? Well, they well, no, but they kind of did. No, they yeah. by proxy bound their feet. They didn't have stretchable materials to make shoes out of. So it was all like leather and patent leather, and kids' feet couldn't grow. So like Chuck Taylor's, this is a true thing. Oh my God. So like Chuck Ta- like when like canvas shoes, sneakers, men's feet were always bigger than women's feet because women didn't really wear sneakers like that. Right, right. And so, the, but then once that became like more of the fashion and of the time and sandals and things, women's feet started to grow. And then, yeah, and then we're in the 80s and the 90s and then we're just gone. Feet oh my God. are, there's, just, we're goldfish. Our feet are goldfish. They're out of control, growing and growing. When I worked in the nursing home, a lot of the ladies had to walk on their tiptoes or wear like wedge bedroom slippers because they had um, a thing called drop foot, I think it's called, where because they had worn high heels every moment of their life, their like tendons had shortened in the back of their ankle. And so they just had like Barbie feet. I don't- Okay. That's a line from Girls by Baba. Yes. It's, I know. Um, I have baby feet. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So just a bunch of like hundred year old ladies tottering along on like high heel bedroom slippers because they had never worn flat shoes in their entire lives. That's kind of wild. I wore clogs the other day. Oh, then my best, like two of my best friends from high school, Kate and Christine, Chrissy. Yeah. We're both in New York City and I like got to have a whole girls day and it was so fun and we were walking around. It was just like the best. You know, when you like get reunited with your friends from a million years ago and it just is the nicest thing ever. We saw this woman walking through the village an older woman, probably in her seventies. And she was just like one of those fabulous fucking New York ladies. Like wearing, and she was wearing like platform sandals with like tights. Like she's just so cool. Yeah. I was like, ugh, I want to stop wearing sneakers. I want to go back to wearing something. So the next day I put on clogs because I'm like, clogs are good. And they're like high heel clogs. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I made it an hour. My feet hurt. Oh, no. Stomping around the city. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, wearing clogs there where they wooden, the bottoms. Yeah, I mean, they have rubber on the bottom, but yeah, they're wooden. But they were wooden. But clogs yeah. are supposed to be really good for your feet. I mean, I think so, but if you're like, maybe, I don't know, walking around the city, though, is like, it's 
punishing. So anything that you're doing, like walking around the city is It is its own beast, I guess. Yeah. Just like walking on cobblestones in general is like that. Cobblestones are the meanest thing that's ever happened. My God. Did I ever tell you about Irene falling on the cobblestones in San Miguel Bay? No, no. It was literally the worst thing I've ever, it was sickening. Like, you know, when you hear like a sickening thud. Oh God. You know the word sickening for using for hearing somebody hurt themselves? Yes. Um, I've only really used it in earnest twice, and that was one of them. She, San Miguel de Ande, you guys, if you haven't been, it's in Mexico. It's like in the mountains, kind of. It's a really cool town. It's very beautiful, yeah. Many years ago. This is before I even had cricket, but I do think I had Birdie. Yes, Birdie was baby. We were in San Miguel with a big group of people. We were walking the first night to dinner. Irene was wearing boots that weren't like not heels but just slipped on a cobblestone and cracked her chin (gasps) on another cobblestone oh and it was horrible it didn't but the the thing was it was like one of those injuries where like it didn't break the skin but it was like an internal injury it was bad. And so she, it was like hard not. And then later when she was back, like a month later in the US, went to the doctor because it was still painful. Oh my and God. And they were like, yeah, you fractured your chin and there's like maybe bone in here. Like, oh I don't know. They, it was horrible. Yeah. That's but she horrible. was like, yeah. Intense. Cobblestones. I mean, I guess that's the best they could do at one point for our for our roads and and byways. They're beautiful. They're so beautiful, but not to walk on. Love a cobblestone. I love a cobblestone, but they are like just like if you haven't walked on a cobblestone lately, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. So it doesn't surprise me that like the streets of New York City are just like you know, they're not on your body. They're not all cobblestones, but like I moved, I told you that like, thank goodness for the invention of eBay. Because when I moved to New York city, I had like spent so much money buying cool doc Martins in my college days. That's what I spent all of my disposable income on. And you were the Carrie Bradshaw of just doc Martins of just doc Martins. And like, uh, And yeah, and and there was no like online market for it. Like I would drive into Boston, buy cool Doc Martens, wear them, rotate them. Um, that's all I would ask for for gifts. And when I moved to New York City, my feet grew like two sizes within like six months, and I had to sell all my Doc Martens. I do have to say I am glad that my feet haven't grown two sizes like you told me they were going to. But um, you are you now you're making a face like just wait. No, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm wondering, I was actually I wondering have, I if mine have already been stretched to their max. That's what I was also, wondering probably, if like, because you have already had kids or whatever. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. They've already done it. They did it. Yeah. They did their, they did their business. Yeah. Age 21, <laughs> eight, pre-kids, like my little. I could wear, yeah, I could wear like an eight and a half, nine. My little size eight feet went right up to like nine and a half in six <sighs> oh, months in New York. Fuck that. Hello, Wondrium. Wondrium. Guys, we love Wondrium so much. I know, listen, I'm just a person who feels like there's a lot of things I want to know about. 
And you're never too old to learn something new. And Wondrium agrees with us. Have you guys subscribed to Wondrium yet? That's W-O-N-D-R-I-U-M. Wondrium. Listen, Wondrium has so many incredible programs and content to check out. New programs added every month. You get to deep dive into things you're passionate about. Never run out of exciting things to learn. Listen, intro to psychology. I took (laughs) Psych 101, (laughs) sophomore year of college, and I'm super into it. I'm into the way the brain works, but I forgot basically everything. And then after Hoffman, I'm like, come on. This is exactly what I want to like zone out, learn about. Everyone could benefit from learning more about the components of happiness, how to manage stress. The program has it all. I mean, you guys, teenagers think with the amygdala. Did you know that? Which is why they sometimes make rash decisions. Sometimes I think I think with my amygdala as well. Um, anyway, I just like, it's a fascinating program. I was super into it. Um we're telling you Wondrium is going to be your new favorite streaming service. We've arranged a special limited time offer for our listeners. You get a free month trial. That's an entire month to learn about anything you've ever wondered about. So to get the great offer, you got to sign up now through our special URL. Okay. Wondrium.com slash best. That is W O N. D-R-I-U-M dot com slash best. Go now. What are you waiting for? Go learn some stuff. Wondrium.com slash best. Um, wait, I had something I was just going to tell you. Fuck. Oh, oh my God. Wait, two things. Number one, you know, I got an MRI on my knee because it's been like giving me a lot of Yeah, it's been like grief. swelling up and stuff. Yes. And I tried to have my video uh, response. What? Nope. My video appointment, like follow-up appointment. Like telehealth appointment. Yeah, because, you yeah. know, just because they're just still being safe. And yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And it was like, I was like there waiting, waiting, waiting. Like no, nothing. Around. I was like so annoyed. I'm like, what happened? I don't understand. And then they called later and they're like, it's the one day that it's ever gone down. Like oh, this whole service was down. Bummer. This was legit. This was like peak Mercury retrograde. So anyway, I have it tomorrow. Okay. But I read the MRI myself and then just looked everything up. I think I told you that. Did I tell you that? I don't think you did. Oh, I did. Okay. I looked at all. I like, I like read that you can, the results were available to me online. I looked at it. I like Googled all the words and read it. And so I, I'm fine guys, but I do have like osteoarthritis. Anyway, I'll probably, I bet they'll probably tell me to get like a shot in my knee, like uh, not steroids. They do, they do this new thing. I think it's, I think it's hyaluronic acid. Oh, like yeah. Like what you yeah. do on your face. Yeah. Or PRP, also what I do on my face sometimes. Yes. yes. Um. Anyway, so that's that. But when I went to go see my mom... <laughs> My mom, I forgot to tell you this. My mom was like, 
I just was like, I, you know, I love you. I'm so glad I got to see you, whatever. And my mom like burst into tears and was like, just tell me what you have to tell me. I just, I can't take it anymore. And I was like, what's, what's happening? And I guess for, between like her listening to the podcast and like how insistent I was that I want to come see them in person. Oh, she thought. My mother thought that I was like dying of cancer. Literally Aww. thought like had. And I also was like, mom, also you could have just called me and said, I'm kind of freaking out. Are you coming to see us because you have something bad to tell us? Right. Like, and then I suppose the question would be like, if I did, if I had had something bad to tell them and she had asked me that, would I have said no? I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But it wasn't. It was just genuinely like I wanted to <laughs> go see my parents because uh, after Hoffman, it's like part of the thing that they ask, you know, they tell right. you you should do. Right. And my mom like legit was very upset and thought that I, something had had, like that it was like my thyroid and like Aww. I wasn't telling the truth on the podcast and that I was really dying. Uh, well, I'm glad it was the opposite of that, but. I was like, I literally just wanted to come tell you I loved you in person. It's so weird, but it, <laughs> if you had, if you were going to tell your mom something t- bad news and she had just straight up asked about it, would you have been That's annoyed? That's what I'm saying. That, like, I would, don't know. You don't know how you would have. No. Answered how, if she was like blowing up your spot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what would you do? I don't, I don't know. I think also, that I'm. Why would I, why would I have to go tell her in person that I'm dying? Cause maybe it was like so bad. Like maybe you wouldn't want to say it on the phone. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I feel I, like the move is to just tell that shit over the phone. Just in a text. Guys, shoot off a text. Yeah. Shoot a text. I'm dying. <laughs> I just like BTW results NG talks in. Sad, sad face emoji. Sad face emoji. One time something was broken at our house and Matt didn't tell me until after the fact, like after it was already in the process of being fixed, but it wasn't fixed yet. And I flipped out because I was like, why wouldn't you tell me this? And he was like, I didn't want you to freak out, which is what you're doing. And I was like, I'm freaking out because you didn't tell me. Yes. And then, but anyway, yes. so we had like this big blah, blah, blah. But the mm-hmm. upshot is that I was like, what if you were sick? Mm-hmm. What if you were dying? Would you just not tell me? And he was like, yes, I would not tell you. And I was like, okay. Uh, I just, I felt like that was a real, that was a real truthful moment. I don't know if that's still true for him, but at that moment he was like, yes, if I'm being perfectly honest, if I was dying at this moment, I probably would not tell you. I want to tell you something. My parents, this is also, I now am now, I'm putting together all of the pieces here. Yeah. This is my parents do this exact thing. So that's why my mom thought I was doing it. Right. Because she would do it. Yeah. When I was 16, I think. And yeah, no, I was 15. It was my 16th birthday and I flew back. I went on that European vacation with Kate and Christine. (laughs) We talked about it and I was like, God, I was so, you know what I'm so mad about? I'm mad that I kept a journal for literally the first five days and then fucking gave it up. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just like bummed about that. Like, I wish I had, I wish I had it for the whole time. We did so much cool stuff. We saw so much crazy cool things. And the the whole trip itself was just so weird. And 
did I, did I ever tell you about this trip? Not a lot. I, I mean, it's in you, the book yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah. But like the best part that we were just talking about when we saw each other the other day is that it was like put together, it was like some sort of student travel trip, right? Yeah. To Europe. And it was like 22 days or something like wow. that. Yeah, it was long in the summer. And you're on a bus. You, We landed in somewhere in Germany and then you're on a bus and you just like zigzag through all these countries and then you end up in Paris and then you take a train to London and then so you fly cool. back from London. Yeah. So fucking cool. It was such a big deal. I got to go and it was amazing. Um, and Kate and Christine and I all went and it was just so fun. But so it was like this student thing, you know, yeah. but they like the company like made a mistake. This truly sounds like the setup for a film. And <laughs> now I feel like I need to write it, but, yeah. um, because it was two high school groups of kids. We were the smallest group. We were, there were only like, I want to say 12 of us tops from our school. And then there was this big group from Indiana of uh -huh. high schoolers. Yeah. And then there was a group of senior citizens who are like the alumni association from like Southern Baptist University. Oh, weird. <laughs> it was like, Religious old people. So weird. It was wild. <laughs> like truly wild. <gasps> poor and everyone. Poor them. Poor you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like kind of, I mean, it was like just, it was kind of like amazing, you yeah. know, like yeah. sort of just insane. <laughs> but so, um, but so, yeah, so I was like getting, I was like, oh, I wish I had done that. And then I was like, you know what? If we had been smart, each one of us could have taken five days, like of the whole trip. Yeah. Because Christine was like, oh, I did that too. I have like the first five days and that's it. And I was like, oh, uh, if well, we had each just done like five days, we could have had it. We could have had our memories written down. It would have been so fun. Here's what I'll say. What? Maybe write it down now. Write down what you remember now because here's the reason I always gave up on journaling when I was that age. Not, I never went to Europe or anything, but I always, I was classic for starting journals. But then I would always stop because I would be like, who cares about this? I would read it and be like, I am so shallow. And of course I was shallow because I was like 12 or 14 or like the stuff that I was noticing and journaling about wasn't the stuff that would like stick with me and make an impression later in you're my so, life. But you're so self-aware. Like I feel like most kids aren't that self-aware. Don't right, you think? Right. So that's, but I'm saying like you probably were just like, I could be just having fun instead of like writing about it, but you should write about like what stuck with you now. You know, you should, you because that's, that's still valid too. You would have just been writing about like cute boys and stuff back then. No. You don't think? I don't know. Maybe. I would have been Maybe. writing about like clothes and boys and, you know, and all that stuff is good and that stuff is important too. But I don't think I probably never would have like mentioned food or landmarks. Well, it's like when we had Meryl Marco on and she was like said that she felt a pressure as a kid to like journal about this stuff and she would write, we saw scenery. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we saw scenery, but um, yeah, but I feel we like what saw scenery, <laughs> what you would have to write now would probably be kind of interesting. And like, what are memories? Same as time. They're made of the same thing that time is energy. made of. It's energy. just made of energy. Energy. It's just, bullshit. It's just all light. It's just all <laughs> bullshit. Like this shit I scraped off my face, guys. Just energy. Doesn't even exist. It doesn't even exist. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, God. Anyway, I don't really remember. Oh, I'm trying to wear it. I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm thinking about not buying new things. I'm yeah. looking for, but I'm also thinking about shoes. Shoes are hard, but let's also be clear in saying like you could probably go a full year and just wear the stuff that you have could, and not I could re- go. I think I could go 10, not repeat anything or whatever. Well, so you're already, in, I don't know about repeating, but I definitely feel like I could go like, you'd have years. to like maybe dig out stuff out of storage or whatever, but you're already pretty set up for success in this experiment is my point. Because more so like, than most people. Yes. Yeah. I would say this, however, I, you know, I really do, Still, even with all the work that I've done, yeah, <laughs> I do feel like for me, the styles that I like gravitate towards or what I want to look like in a particular moment in time or whatever, it, it like it, I don't know. It's an expression of my person and it's very yes. much like a part of my creativity yes. and as lame as that sounds, don't make fun of me guys. I'm not saying this to be made fun of. I'm just saying like, I like, like this is, I'm trying this on and I like literally am trying it on. Do you know yes. what I mean? No, I, well, that's what I was going to say is that you, you're pretty well set up to do, you could like, obviously you could just decide to wear what was in your closet and never buy anything. And like, like we were just saying, go for years. But the second half of that is like what you wear is important to you. And you're very lucky to have beautiful things and to have beautiful things sent to you and given to you. But it's also like, it's part of what you do. And it's part of, you know, it's like saying, like, yes, technically, could you eat just like rice and broth for a year? Yes, but you would want mm-hmm. to, you know, have other things to like experience joy. That's how you express yourself. That's how you find joy. And, you know, and I think that you're talking probably about like bringing that into balance, right? Where it's like the quest for stuff isn't quite so urgent. Yes. And making it more of like a fun hunt for things. That's why I like, like, I love vintage things. I barely, not clothes so much because that's not so much of an option for me. But I love like vintage furniture and vintage decor and hunting for it is so super fun. And like, yes, could you just put down a lot of money and buy like an entire like set of dishware or whatever that yes, you could. Is it more fun to hunt for it piece by piece? Yeah. Sometimes. Can I ask you a question? Cause I need to know this, uh, in New York here. I don't, I don't know this. Um, <laughs> are there like, okay, like we have the Rose Bowl flea market and yes. Long Beach flea market and they're just my, they're just the best. Yes. Do, what, is there anything like that here in 
New York? There are smaller flea markets that usually, like, there used to be one um, at the public school near us in Park Slope in Brooklyn. But is it just, like, it's not good stuff? It's just, like, people with trash? No, no, it's good stuff. It's, it's like, <laughs> good. Yeah, there are, there are flea markets, but I don't know what the status is. Um, since like COVID, but yeah, mm-hmm. but there okay, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. I do know that there's like a vintage clothing thing coming to the city like next week, but all of those vintage right. clothing things are always like, that's right. like, you guys, come on. You know, no, you yeah, there's like $7,000 for a fucking dress. Okay. Right. I mean, there's good. a bunch of like, okay. So there's like a, a Brooklyn grand flea market. There's, um, there's hell's kitchen has a famous flea market, Chelsea flea market. I feel like though, that those ones, that those ones are just like new garbage. No, no, no. All, I want, I mean, I think I it's like a is mix. Like, Oh, I just don't like the new garbage. But that's anywhere. You know, that's where at the pe- Rose Bowl too, where people it are is? selling like, you know, Hawaiian shirts that they sell on Etsy or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But I, it, true. The, I will say that in New York, they're not as big because the mm-hmm. the spaces aren't that big, but there are flea markets in the city. And I think you're thinking of like street fairs sell like gym socks and belts and stuff like yes, that. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yes. No, there are legit flea markets with like legit oh, vintage okay. vendors where you can get jewelry and et cetera, I miss et cetera. It. I wanna, I'm going back to my roots. To your, to your thrifting roots. My thrifting roots. And there are really really, like cool thrift shops in the city too. Just like, you know, similar to what's here in LA. Like, well, there's that one that everybody lines up for. Which one? In it's sort of like Chelsea. It's the, I don't know. It's a, it's a, I think it's home, home goods mostly, but like literally people it's near the West Elm in Chelsea. Literally people. I'm not, not a joke. They just line up to be able to line the fuck up. What is huh. that? I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Housing works. Housing works. Housing is works. It? People line yeah. up for housing works. Yeah. yeah. But can I just say something? I like don't, I don't know why it's hard for me. I, I Google things. You know how I feel. Yeah. About Googling things. Yeah. You love but it. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't know where to go. Well, because like you can just Google stuff, but then you like want a recommendation from someone that you trust when it's like, you know, is this going to be like a good thing or whatever? You need somebody to go with you is what I'm going to say to you. Yeah. You need the person who lives in the place. Like the first time you go to the Rose Bowl flea market, if you don't go with someone who fucking knows what they're doing, forget it. It's overwhelming. You're done. It's overwhelming. It's too much. But like I come from New England, the land of, you might not know this, but my parents were like flea market people. They were flea market vendors. My mom would like, did a lot oh, of like- Oh, isn't there like picking? Picking. Picking is a thing, yes. right? She would do picking and then resell things at the flea market. So that's like a lot of my childhood was spent at these New England flea markets are like, like the Brimfield Antique Fair is like, sure. it's an event. You should try to go to that. You would- 
probably love it. Wait, um, I want to know. What's that? What's the that? The Brimfield Antique Fair. Okay. So that's like a several day event um, in in on the East Coast. But um, yeah, it can be really overwhelming. But like that's how I spent my childhood. Just like with my parents, like kind of um, picking and dealing antiques, like small time, not big, you know, not big things. But my mom has like a really huge uh, political campaign button collection. That was one of her things. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then a lot of like glassware. So I spent a lot of time like washing precious glassware. Um, but it's it's interesting. Here's what I I'll do say. I love glassware. We, <laughs> we went to the Long Beach flea market. The Me mm-hmm. and my two sons went to the Long Beach flea mm-hmm. market this weekend. And um, I did not buy anything. But really, I mean... Flea markets are where people go to find things that they're trying to collect. And secondly, the secondary purpose is to like air their intense interpersonal drama. Oh my God. The couples at a flea market are like, either we're going to buy this rattan daybed together or we're getting a divorce or I don't know. Like it just felt like that. Those were the decisions that were weighing on people. So many people were just like, I don't want to buy this chair. Also, I don't want to live with you anymore. That's what it felt like. That's I felt like I overheard that conversation over and over. I feel like people might be at that moment, though, just in general right now. Yeah, it's true. It's you true. You know what I mean? I just yeah. am feeling that vibe from it's true. the world at large. It was some wild shit. So listen, you might not be in the market for vintage goods, but if you have a flea market near you and you want to people watch, but also kind of listen to people spiraling... I'm so into it. It's happening at a, at a flea market. I'm so into it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I should get going because my kid's going to be home from school soon. And yeah. I have a feeling she's going to have a lot of thoughts and feelings about me still doing this podcast because, you know, Cricket is not a fan. She's not this a fan. Podcast. She's not a fan. Well, really could I get, care I get less it. about it. I get it. She's like, first of all, it's too long. Who wants to listen to you for three hours? Get your shit together. Secondly, what if she talked like that to me? It would be amazing. Um, she wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think that's in her in her heart. In her. No, I was listening to her tell Mark a story yesterday. Yeah, I had the light, the healing light on my face. Yeah, you know, yeah, to heal I was laying your on my bed. Yeah, dermaplaning. And, so, and so I was like, you know, not doing anything else, just laying there with this light on my face. Cricket telling Mark this story it was just so wild like her the way she puts things together in her brain is she's just a real unicorn man (laughs) I love her I like her I'm a fan I like her a lot yeah um okay so anyway guys next week I think we will have a guest a, a guest yeah we might yeah I think so. If all goes well, knock on wood. Let's try. And then, um, yeah. And I'll start shooting. Yeah, that's exciting. Good luck. Break a leg. Give my luck. I want to go buy a desk. Maybe I'll go to one of these places today and try to find a used, a desk. Yeah. Used desk. Um, I wish I knew how to do that free thing, but I don't know how to do that, so. Is anyone in your family on Facebook? No. 
Come on. Mm. Anybody in this family? Yeah. No. Um, well, yeah. You could do that. I'm sure there's apps. I feel like offer up or like if you're on next door or whatever, sometimes sometimes, you know, that's a thing where people are like, there's a free desk. But the thing is, it might not be what you're looking for. You know, just like vintage shopping. Yeah, I don't think I want to like You might not get um, the desk of your dreams. I think I'd like to get something nice. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to just like get something just to get something. Right. right. That's why I'm still just here at the windowsill. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Well, I'm sure you'll find a good desk. What are you looking for? Do you know? No, I'm open. You're open to? I'm open to whatever desk. The universe comes brings my way. You. Yeah. But now I'm on this housing works website and I feel like I got to go over there. Yeah. It's, it's I'm worth gonna wait going. In line. Maybe I'll wait in line. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It'll be fun. Um, but they also have online, they have an auction that yeah. like raises money. That's smart. They're smart. Yeah, that's really they smart. They really know how to do it. <gasps> Listen, There's I, a Bette Midler thing on the, in the auction. What's on there? It's what the is Bette it? Midler Detour 82. Oh. 1982. Interesting. Cool. Um, yeah. I love, uh, I love the Goodwills and other... Um, the restores, the Habitat for Humanity restores. And I love the mm-hmm. ones that have started to put their stuff online so that it's just, you know, it's not quite so difficult, like hauling yourself out to like see if they have anything. Like you kind of know that they have something you'll be interested in before you yeah. go. So. Also, uh, I am about to fall asleep. Maybe okay, I should, well, see, this is the problem. I need to do this. Like, I need to get shit done because I'm working next week. And yeah. also, I would like to fall asleep right now. Take a 15-minute Cricket's, Cricket's going to be home and she's going to need some stuff for me. Um, Get her what she needs. What does she need? Mm-hmm. A snack? Have her sit on the bed and watch a show together while you while mommy closes her eyes and listens That's to not it. never going to never going to fly because that's rude if I close my eyes according to cricket and I don't watch the show but there's a case to be made for just letting cricket watch a show yeah just tell her but I can't I all I'm saying is that like I can't I can't um pretend that it's a that it's a joint that it's an activity we're doing together do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) because because she'll just be like oh yeah no that's you're sleeping I used to be able to do that. Oh my God, my favorite thing ever. I used to be able to trick Birdie when they were a baby into taking naps. Yeah. When, oh, they were like literally two and a half years old. And I would say, I know, let's get into my bed and we'll watch, we'll watch a show. And Birdie would be like, oh, car. And so we would get into my bed and then I would be like, oh no, the iPad or like, oh no, the TV's not. iPads didn't exist, by the way. <laughs> um, oh no, the TV's not working. I can't turn it on. Well, here I will see if your dad can come fix it. Let's just lay here until he comes, <laughs> and then passed out. 
I do. I am a person like I really don't believe in um, lying to children, you know, because then they don't trust you. But like those in those particular instances, I feel like it's a good thing to do. Kids are not rational. And sometimes you just have to do the path of least resistance. Exactly. Whether it's telling them that their socks are magic. That was a thing we did in my house that we would put on magic anti-nightmare <laughs> socks before bed. I want anti-nightmare socks. I want magic anti-nightmare socks. I'll get you some for Christmas. Um, they're very hard to come by, but I think I can find some for you. Um, yeah, I, it's okay to, I think it's, it has, has bird called you out for lying to them about no. that? No, so, they don't remember. And yeah, we know they're never going to listen to this podcast. So, so I think we're good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about um, it. All right, guys, I'm going to lie down and take a 10 minute snooze, a disco nap to Ugh. go with your bell bottoms. <laughs> Ooh, I do love my bell bottoms. I do love them. And then maybe you'll have disco fries to go with your bell bottoms when you get up. There are fries that are disco fries? Yeah. What are those? They're like have gravy and, you know, they're like loaded fries. Isn't that just like poutine? Um, well, poutine does have gravy and cheese curds, but uh, disco fries are an East Coast thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, it is like Jersey diner style disco fries, mozzarella, gravy, you know, kind of like poutine, I guess. Yeah. But we just have to call it disco fries. because Also, we're not you know Canadian. why I'm fucking tired? Why? Because you got Because I haven't 15. eaten. Oh, well, thank you for not eating during the podcast, though. I, I'm doing it all for you, Casey. <laughs> but that is, that is why, that is, I do know that's why I feel so tired. Yeah, because not eating the the couple the the I did have a, I had that little yogurt right at the top one bite of yogurt. No, not I mean the, I, I had eaten the whole thing. Oh, okay, that was the last bite. Oh, okay. Well, that's right. not bad. One bite versus you know. But I what, came right home from my work and I had to do a podcast. Yeah, what podcast were you? Other on? podcast, The Family Thrive. Who's the host it's of podcast, that? It's a podcast that this. Guy, Justin, and his wife, Audra Wolford from, like, I went to high school with him. Oh, okay. And their kid had pediatric, like a, like a rare brain tumor thing. And then okay. they started this cool organization and they had invited me, like years ago, invited me to their like event fundraising event. Yeah. And so I went, like we reconnected and then they started this podcast, I guess. And so I did the podcast. Oh, great. I can't wait to listen to it when it comes out. You don't need to. Well, I want to support their podcast and. Oh uh, shit. Right. Yes. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) And. um, Oh my God. I'm tired. I need to go eat. I need to go eat. Okay. Uh, Well, Um, We'll talk to you Guys, next week. We love you. Full moon. Charge your crystals. Get it together. Book club coming. Info's coming soon. When is um, it? When's the book club? November 14th. Is that the same day that Glennon Doyle's doing her live event? Because we're going to have to change it if it is. Um, I don't know if that is the same day, but uh, we'll see. It. And we're we're not in competition with Glennon Doyle. No. 
No, but we have crossover, some crossover. Not as we certainly don't have as many people. I was gonna say that, we're 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 we are crushed no, by but, Glenn and oh, Doyle. Thursday, November eighteenth. Oh, okay. There we go. So ours can be like an appetizer for Glennon's, if we may be so bold. It can be a warm up for Glennon's event. Let's make it a maybe. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, um, we just are figuring out how to do like, uh, you know, admitting people and stuff like that. So we'll let you know the details as soon as we know, we just have to have, you know, it's just, who cares? It's a me problem, not a you problem, but we'll let you know when, uh, when, when people can sign up to come to that book club. Gonna let you know when people sign up. Gonna let you know how to sign up. Oh, also right. one more cute thing. We have um, headbands, scrunchies, and beanies uh, are now. Oh. If you're not only buying vintage things for the next year, if you're buying some new things and you need a beanie or a headband or a scrunchie, bravegowns.com has some. Uh, Busy Phillips is doing her best. Scrunchies, headbands, and beanies. I do think, I do think that. That doesn't count. The merch doesn't count. Okay. Well, I will say <laughs> I get it for free. I get it for free. You get the, you get it for free because it's your merch, but also uh if people are purchasing it, it helps a good cause. It's low waste and um it's American made and uh, basically supporting like a local business and we love Summer and Aaron who make that stuff for us. So yeah, so there's lots of good things to be said about buying a beanie, a headband or a scrunchie or whatever, what other, whatever other surprises we have coming down the pike for you. That's it. We lost busy. She's like full. I'm Texting back Sarah Bareilles a very important answer to a very important work question about the very important newest season of Girls 5 Eva. That is all important. So, see, we didn't have a guest, but you got to hear Busy pick up a phone call from best friend Michelle Williams. And you get to hear the absence of anything to hear when she's texting Sarah Bareilles. Hi, Sarah. I need to talk to her. All right, guys. I love you. <laughs> love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I love what I'm doing, but I'm doing my best. Oh, no.